thank you for joining us here on WNUF TV 28. Happy Halloween! Three cinephiles have come together to bring you strong opinions, controversial statements, epic battles, and plenty of fun. Introducing our host, the man who watches 52 movies a week, drinks 52 beers a movie, loves women but hates the woman, from the foreign land of Canada, our host, Mood 616. He is widely known as the man who talks too much. His worst enemies are Postmaster P and Pee Wee Herman. He said Hellraiser was overrated and Leprechaun Origins wouldn't suck. He's the full-blooded half-Mexican. JP. Finally, we have the man who doesn't talk enough. He is best friends with Sean S. Cunningham. His favorite horror movie is Gummo. He is your favorite Jew and mine, Jeremy. Together, they are known for extending a helping hand to vampircons everywhere. They are the 22 shots of moods and horror. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 143 of the 22 shots of moods and horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, Gia to the Gia. Yeah, aka moods and of course i have my two halloween hellraisers by my side first up we have the man who's gonna buy his girlfriend carly candy corn to celebrate the holiday season because he hates them and because he is simply a dick double shot j aka jp the mexican asshole and last up we have the boy who celebrates halloween with his mom by dressing up as his mom and watching reruns of the golden girls with his mom jeremy the jew aka the little mama's jew what's going on dudes i do love my mama you do i do very much i don't like candy corn i know that's why i said but what was those things that we had that discussion last year about? Those fucking Mary Janes. Mary Janes. Carly likes those. But it's just so you, right? You would just totally dude. buy Carly fucking candy corn because you hate them. She <laughs> likes Mary Janes, dude. It was one of the most disappointing things I've ever heard from her besides the fact that she hates Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, she also likes you, too. Yeah. So it does kind of make sense. Not really. Yeah, you do, bro. I don't you know, know how... deep down inside, you guys secretly are having some side action on the side. side action? I really cannot wrap <laughs> my head around this. Yeah. What? How anybody could like those Mary Jane things. Oh. They're yeah, disgusting. They're disgusting. Carly, what is wrong with you? Seriously, th- those are the epitome of disgusting. Oh, I yeah. Know, those pecan peanuts are pretty disgusting. I can't think of anything worse. The circus yeah, those, peanuts. Those are, yeah, those circus are nasty peanuts. too, dude. Circus <laughs> but, peanuts. But I won't lie though, man. I, I, you know, actually, you know, there's even a part in, in Murder Party, which we're going to be reviewing later, with candy corn. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself while he's, you know, packing these things back and I'm like, who the fuck eats candy corn? Okay, here's the thing. Like that. It's- if candy corn is present and it's the only thing present, I some for some reason eat it. Though I do not like candy corn, and I don't even realize I'm eating it sometimes. But if other people are eating candy corn, I might eat one, and then I'm like, "Oh, candy corn's gross." But then I'll eat more and not realize it. It's what, fascinating. What, what what is it about candy corn though? I don't get it. It has like no flavor. It has yeah, this it's like, like wax. It's just sugar. It's just like this tough kind of texture. It's like it, wax. It, it's like hardened toothpaste in a sense. Uh-huh. How did that shit become so popular, like the standard Halloween candy? Very bizarre. Even because more... it looks it looks like Halloween. <laughs> it does. I think that's the only reason. Candy corn. It's like... It doesn't even sound appealing. I mean, really, would you want to like 
you know, candy apple sounds appealing. You know, you caramelize your apple. That's pretty cool. Could you imagine putting like a coating on a corn of cob? It depends. Mm. You put mayonnaise on corn. Who? You're not. You're Mexican, and you've never eaten mayonnaise on corn with chili, bro. Oh, I've seen people do that. That's disgusting. Don't knock it till you try. Mayo straight on the corn. Yeah, you take mayo and you rub it on the corn. Then you take chili powder and you put the chili powder on it. What is with fucking delicious? Random countries and people, you know, with mayonnaise. Koreans love mayonnaise. See, my wife is her family straight from Dutchland. Like they're all Dutch. Uh-huh. crazy crazy dutch but fries and mayonnaise is like a that's normal you know dip in your fries and mayo and i was like what the fuck i love mayonnaise on everything it's actually pretty good i won't lie mayo and fries that's that's some that's a treat man just don't eat it too much man it's and now i saw that heinz is heinz has a walmart now mayonnaise and ketchup mixed together in a bottle it's like well when i was a kid i always used to say why in the fuck they didn't have ketchup and mustard in the same bottle? You know, you could open up both sides, one squeeze, and you get both. And then they finally came out with it, and it just worked like shit. <laughs> you know, really? You, when did that come up? Well, you, I mean, you should just mix them together, right? Come, yeah. come up the same side. Well, it was fucked fuck because... mixes ketchup and mustard together? Well, that was it, like... Well, you know, I mean, you it to mixes put on a hot together dog. when it's in your mouth, right? <laughs> like, if you weren't holding the bottle properly and you squeeze that shit on a hot dog, you'd be getting ketchup no! on the table. no! Don't Must, say that, bro. Mustard on the fucking no. what? mustard on your ketchup lap. on a hot dog. No mustard. Wait, what? No, what do you say? mean? No, I'm just saying. The way <laughs> my favorite like yeah. is American as it comes, right? Ketchup oh, on no. hot dogs. No. no, but anyways, the point. What do you is, mean no? What the? You can't no. just keep saying no and not explain. What the fuck? I'm from forty five minutes outside of Chicago, bro. We don't eat <laughs> ketchup on hot dogs. I like how bro. he says he's actually from forty five minutes out of Chicago now. It is sacrilegious there. The shirt ketchup that says on. that. <laughs> But yeah, they didn't design those things properly. I mean, for the people that like ketchup and mustard, you squeeze that shit, it's everywhere. It's on the table, it's on your lap. Fuck that shit. Remember that colored ketchup that came out and it was like green and purple that Heinz tried to sell back in like the early uh, 2000s? It was at Burger King. Yeah, I remember they bottled it. It was four Rugrats. Oh, dude, that shit was nasty looking. And then you would eat it and then it would make your shit turn green because the ketchup was green. Yeah, all the dye they put in it, man. Burger King's no stranger to that. Remember last year's Halloween burger? Yeah, it was black. Like now they soul. have a Halloween. I seen it on icy. Facebook. It's a Halloween black cherry icy, and they it's have black. ninety-nine cent ten-piece chicken nuggets now. Dude, they they tore down my Burger King. Dude, ten cent ninety-nine cents for ten, ten chicken nuggets. I mean, can't doesn't get better than that. It's it's a dollar ninety-nine here, of course. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind their chicken nuggets either. They're not bad for a buck yeah. for a, a buck for ten or yeah, two that's bucks. A good deal. That's a pretty good damn deal, yeah. man. And I saw the commercial today during the game. It was like new deal: ten chicken nuggets for ninety nine cents. I was like, God damn! It was a dollar twenty nine, and we were hyped on that. Yeah, <laughs> like when they would do it for a dollar twenty nine. It was like dollar twenty nine nuggets are back. Hell yeah! <laughs> so, now anyways, we need Wendy's to bring back the spicy nuggets. <laughs> yeah, those are good. Anyways, man, enough with the goddamn food talk, man. We're scaring people. I think we <laughs> lost a lot of listeners there right away. Okay, but so what's going on? How is the uh, best month of the year treating you guys, man? Dude, it's, it's October, I right? and it's like I love right, October. It's right in the middle of October. <laughs> I can't believe how fucking fast. And you know, one of these years, I'm going to stop with the 31 days of horror because it's not that I enjoy doing it, and it's not that it's hard or anything. It's just I feel like when I'm 
doing something every single day, I can't enjoy it goes the month. so fast, I'm like, dude. No, that's the thing. I'm I'm with you. So I, fast. I totally. I, I I might actually record all of them in like you know July or something, and just I so like the same have thing the today. Full man. month of just enjoying it because no you're right man and then do like, films that you just reviewed on the podcast and you put them up there and say <laughs> i just the party massacre hey man well you can't, you that's can't... Di- that happens every once in a while I have mm-hmm. but um that's the films that we've already reviewed on the show like i already re- i already reviewed that <laughs> film for 31 days of horror but i didn't have anything for what we watched that week so i i covered it there too but anyway or maybe it was the other way. I don't know. A- anyway, here's the thing, right? I remember when I would just like watch yeah, whatever came on the TV. And I did it a little bit. Like I watched Blair Witch 1 and 2 the other night and I watched Child's Play 3 because it was on TV. But other than that, I mean, all my time has been podcast related. I'm watching things for things instead of just watching them to watch them. And... I, I was feeling that too, Moods. The time goes way too fast whenever you're constantly, you know, doing the, the pot for the 31 days of horror on my YouTube and then the films we needed to watch this week and then the films we need to watch for the 82 show. It's like I want to I want to just let the month go a little slower next time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so but the, the, the I mean, I have jam packed so much in the first 14 days. Like I've seen multiple films you know at the theater like retro films like screenings i watched hellfest which was you know a 2018 theatrical watch i picked up some dvds from walmart and watched some new stuff that come out like tales from the hood 2 uh, of course the 31 days and then these shows uh also carved some pumpkins i i went shopping for halloween got stuff, a hand like, job from carly yeah so i mean i've been doing all kind of stuff this october it's it's i i've packed a lot into the 14 days that have passed but i i do think that they go too it it goes too fast it's already mid-october and i feel like i haven't really enjoyed it one thing that one thing that has affected that is it felt like summer weather until like two days ago two days ago was the first time i saw fucking snowflakes two nights ago i was like what the (laughs) fuck it was hot it was like literally i was like sweating it was it was 85 degrees here when i was working on that job and then the job's (laughs) over and now it's like 42 degrees it was 85 degrees and we're shooting in a fucking garbage dump and it fucking smells like shit and then the next day it's 42 degrees it's like why the fuck couldn't we shot this today awful i fucking hate the heat i'm happy it's cold for once yeah finally feels like october last night i know jeremy did something cool last night too but um i went to a screening of a double feature it was the exorcist and it's alive weird combo there but it was awesome the exorcist and it's alive yeah i mean what oh by the way they weren't they weren't fit. It wasn't filmed, Jamie. Was What's really the connection racist. there? They came out the same year or something? No, they didn't even come out the same year. <laughs> I just said, fuck that. 73, 74, something like that. Yeah. Weird. 70s double feature. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It was just something random. And not only that, it wasn't even in the same theater. So it was like 
we watched The Exorcist, and then the guy came on. He's like, just so everybody knows, the It's Alive screening is going to be in the theater across the hall. Oh, it wasn't it's even like a grindhouse style? <laughs> no, it was funny. But they showed so a bunch you of finally... Oh, yeah, they showed they showed him in mine, too. I can't wait to talk about it. That's like the best the best part of the marathon yeah, is the trailers fun. that they show behind you for. Um, but this one was cool because, dude, there wasn't that many people there, and they gave away so much stuff. Like they gave away an Amazon Echo, a Fire. I won. Stick, uh, I won a Blood Hook Blu-ray last night. Oh, that's awesome! For answering the following question: What trauma film was Samuel L. Jackson in? It's like, oh, I know that. Death by Temptation. Death yeah. by Temptation. Yeah. Boom! Death. I would have won. Blu-ray. So they were giving away Vinegar Syndrome. That's pretty cool. A whole bunch. <laughs> yeah. That is cool, dude. I'm surprised you actually had the balls to answer something. Oh, I answer. I tried to. I knew some more. They asked a cutting class question, and it's kind of funny um, that that was the trivia question, what, but then they didn't film, give you the Blu-ray for it. <laughs> what film did Jason Alexander die from an accordion? The Burning. The Burning. I thought it was uh, Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horrors. Isn't he in that movie? Oh, in Accordion? Probably. I don't know. He, I, I just, the only horror film I knew him from was The Burning. <laughs> I couldn't even remember how he died in it. I just said that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's pretty cool because I had trivia questions too. And I was like, dude, it was so crazy. The amount of stuff they given away, like they pretty much gave something away to each person. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. first of all, when you got there, they gave you a comic book. And then pretty much I would say that nine, like eighty-five percent of the audience got a prize. Wow! Like Carly, I got headphones. Carly got a like Bluetooth speaker. So, so it's just a bunch of shit so there that was, they didn't want that so they had was, in the back. There was more people than the Amityville screening then. Yeah, this was a different hosting thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was bizarre. I was like, why are they giving away all this stuff? It was just I didn't understand it. <laughs> Um, and they gave away like us tickets to their next thing, which was uh, Mad Max, uh, Fury Road, and The Road Warrior, which I would love to go to that, but it's in a, it's like, it's like so far away. It's not even close to where we were. Um, and then one cool thing is at the end of the month they're doing Dawn of the Dead in 3D, which is really cool. Um, apparently, the guy told me that it's only. They remember years ago we talked about it on the podcast. They were doing a 3D sort of ver- conversion of the original Dawn of the Dead that was going to play theatrically. Yeah, and we never heard anything about it. Well, apparently after they did it, it cost like a more than they thought it would or something, and they just didn't decide to roll it out. But now, whenever somebody wants to play it, they charge them like a shit ton of money to to do it, and to try to recruit some of the law i don't know you know i'm just speculating but uh the guy told me it's only screened like one other time in the country so yeah. that would be cool to go <laughs> that to. is cool yeah um if i could get to that but it's kind of um carly's busy that see day, i would so. make it i, I would be- try and make it out there as, as as i could for something like that i bet you it uh-huh. makes uh, what, what version is it the theatrical version I don't know. I've never even heard of it, to be honest. Well, yeah, the, it's just the regular Dawn of the Dead theatrical version, but they post-converted it to 3D. Yeah, okay, I see. Yeah. It um, says Dawn of the Dead 3D opening October 29th. I think it's playing in more places. Too bro. bad they didn't well, no, no, no. extend they, cut of it. They, <laughs> it is now, but I'm saying before this, it had only screened like one time in the country. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, so that that'll be it cool. Says, oh, this posted September 
18th. Romero's Dawn of the Dead coming in 3D as part of Wichita's Horror Fest. So I guess that's where it showed. Okay. In Kansas. <laughs> Kansas. Uh, but so my question was, I actually answered a bunch of them, like knew the answers, but like didn't get the credit. Um, they were showing trailers and he was like, what trailer is that on the TV? On the on the screen or whatever, and I was like, oh, "JP, you're dumbass." They're showing it. They're showing it for a week. Yeah, it's, in Southside Works, right? Yeah, yeah. There. They're showing it two days, from what I understand. No, they're showing it the 26th, the 27th, the 28th, the 29th, the 30th, the 31st. That, that might 31st. be wrong because the, on the ticket it says the 26th and 27th. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, and the guy told me it was just two days. Maybe, maybe, maybe they expanded it within since last night. I don't know. Keep going. Um, but so, uh, yeah, it was the Beast Within was on the screen. It was when he was like transforming. And then they asked, "What two years was Dawn of the Dead released in the one in the U.S. and then one foreign?" And I knew this because of Christian on Exploding Heads, but I think I heard of it before. In the U.S., Dawn of the Dead didn't come out till 1979. But in, it was released in Italy a year earlier in 78. So, That's right. That's right. Um, okay. If we ever get 78, we will include Dawn for 78, not 79. Of course. Um, and then, yeah, so uh, there was like tons of – and then I got a question. Um, that was my question. And then there was, there was some other ones that I knew too. He asked what three directors directed the Exorcist trilogy – and I didn't know that actually. I just knew Friedkin for one. Friedkin, and then uh, the guy who wrote it uh, wrote directed for the part third one. Yeah, Blanchley yeah. or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It I, it was fun, and I, that was the first time I saw It's Alive, so that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a really fun movie to see, <laughs> and we didn't even realize, but we had VIP tickets for like the balcony, and we were sitting down in like regular like area and then he like came and told us are you carly <laughs> and he's like hey you're he asked you, you that no he asked <laughs> like he's like y- y- it says you bought tickets for i don't know how the hell he knew it was carly <laughs> but you know um anyway that was cool yeah that was fun what did what did you do what how was your experience with your my yearly 24-hour horror marathon review coming from me so this year's marathon, uh, you know, it's good. It's becoming a little bit too hipster for me, and that's coming from me. Um, you're starting to see a lot more, I think, casual fans compared to hardcore fans. Uh, so, you know, I'll still go every year. It's my favorite day of the year, but uh, I think the atmosphere has kind of changed. This is my eighth year going. This year's lineup, it's pretty interesting. I'll go through the films. I missed the last two films. Because I didn't want to drive home when I was tired. But I'll talk about the films and the print and the experience and my thoughts on them and what I think about it. So we have um, Goku Body Snatchers from Hell from 1968. Uh, this was shown in 35mm, uh, an English dubbed print, uh, print brought to you by uh, American Genre Film, whatever the fucking uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis company is. I guess they had the print for this one. So it was English dubbed. Uh, I think that adds a level of funness when you watch it with an audience. Uh, you know, this was sold out 400 plus people. This movie's not very good. It's 
pretty shitty. <laughs> uh, this studio made four horror films from 1968 to 1969, and they just really just rushed them out. It really is just a Body Snatchers ripoff, and um, it has some really hilarious dubbing in it, uh, and it's not a good film. The print wasn't that good either. Uh, the earlier reels were better than the later reels. Uh, towards the end of the film, it gets pretty rough, but that's that. Next up, we have a pretty rare film from 1978. We have The Mafu Cage. Um, this is a really weird uh, good sister t- uh, against evil sister kind of film. Um, you know, Baby Jane kind of a narrative story with um, Carol Kane, who plays the crazy sister. Of course, we know her from When a Stranger Calls. And she is fucking insane in this movie. Like, absolutely bat shit crazy this is a kind of film that it's it's very it's a very bizarre film she plays a character who's of course crazy and throughout the year she's tormented uh primates in this giant cage that her father has built for her and her father dies and her sister has to care for her it's just a very strange weird bizarre film uh i, I don't think it's really for everybody but I know that Ronin's putting it out on Blu-ray finally down the line, so you guys can finally check it out then. I know it has a DVD release from Scorpion as well. The print's pretty good. It's pretty good in the in the grain quality, but the it's very the colorization was all fucked up. It was a red tint the entire film. But very strange movie. Um, next up we have Lords of Illusions from 1995, 35mm print. You know, pretty good print, pretty mainstream film, so I would assume it's it's not too hard to get a uh, print for this film. It's actually the first time I've watched it. I wasn't a big fan of it, to be completely honest. It's a little bit too... I don't know. I just didn't. I just didn't care for it. I guess personal wise. I mean, maybe if I watch it a couple more times, watch a director's cut. Um, but Kevin Scott J. Bakula Con- killed it, though, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin J. O'Connor, who plays Swan in the movie, was there, and he was talking about, of course, the the issues between uh, Clive Barker and the studio with this movie, and them, you know, pretty much cutting the film to shit and yeah, making Clive yeah. really angry, and you know, that's probably why he never directed a movie again. But you know, it, it's Lords of Illusion. It is what it is. The CG is pretty shitty, but. That's what you get with a mid-90s film. All right, next up, we have The Lodger, directed by Helford Hitchcock. And this film was scored by a four-piece band. Really fucking great. Um, really fantastic Hitchcock film. So this was a uh, Hitchcock's third film. Uh, he made it in his early 20s. And uh, this is the film that everybody really starts to talk about as being Hitchcock's you know, uh, prime film that we start to see his tropes his use of sex and violence uh is starting to uh evolve in this film we start to really see it for the first time um and we you know you, you can't really pan the camera in these silent films so it's all very static shots but you know you just start to see his humor as it as it pans out later on in his career if you haven't seen the lodger i highly highly recommend you check it out it's a really amazing silent film from 1927 and the main guy who plays these uh this lodger who moves into this boarding house is absolutely amazing he was only in a couple films but he is really really good he really steals the show and the live score was really fucking awesome as well so see the lodger criterion released it 
It's a really great film. That was on digital. Uh, next, we have this film that was shot here in Chicago. It was called Blame It on Toby. This also had Kevin J. O'Connor in it. It's like an a like a fifty five minute uh, film about uh, Kevin J. O'Connor plays this wealthy guy, and he's very strange. And he always goes out in public with this doll named Toby. And, of course, there's something weird going on with Toby. And ultimately, we see this uh, these two guys who are gay trying to sign uh, Kevin J. O'Connor's character to his law firm. And, of course, Toby, who is the doll, starts to you know go around and doing things. It's okay. It's very low budget, you know, shot here in the city probably for no money. Uh, Kevin J. O'Connor is actually in it quite a bit. He's actually in pretty much the entire thing. So I can't say that they just slapped his name on it and tried to, uh, you know, sell it. But I think they probably just showed it because uh, Kevin J. O'Connor is a pretty uh, good person to the music box. And he's done a lot for the theater over the years. So I think they just tried to throw him a bone by showing this movie. Uh, yeah, I, I'd assume that's probably what happened. Uh, next up, the highlight of the festival for sure, 2008's The Children, um, you know, a film that isn't screened very often. And this was definitely the audience's favorite film of the entire event. Uh, people ate this fucking movie up. I mean, they were losing their fucking minds throughout this entire thing. Whenever shit happens, people were screaming when the kids were killing they were going losing their minds when the kids were getting killed they were losing their mind definitely the best film of the festival in terms of audience participation if you haven't seen the children check it out it's a fucking awesome film from 2008 awesome killer kids film uh it's really really solid uh so check out the children if you haven't seen it next up child's play with don mancini in person uh you know probably the 30th time i've seen this movie but the interesting part was the don mancini q a um somebody that really doesn't come to the city very often or goes anywhere really he really doesn't do too many offense so to listen to him do a q a was very interesting um he talked about his original script of the original jaws plays which i don't know if you guys know the story his original script very different than what we see on the screen um karen barkley was supposed to be a uh uh, advertising uh, executive and the good guy doll was supposed to be an id of Andy's uh, personality and basically Chucky was supposed to be going around and killing everybody that you know mistreated Andy in a bad way very different kind of script but it had uh, similar things into it then he was talking about uh, you know a 13 episode TV shows coming down the line from Universal and that will be uh, a continuation of the last film. So um, the, where Colt left off is where the TV series will carry on. And we'll see all those empty storyline cliffhangers that we saw in the film play out. Didn't really talk much about what we're going to be seeing. And then he announced that he signed a two-film deal with Universal. So we'll be seeing two more Chucky films coming from Universal again. I don't know what how those are going to tie into what he's trying to do, but that's also happening. And uh, that's about it. Damian Cini, cool guy. Very glad to meet him. Uh, he was very cool. And then like, next up, we have 
the first time playing here in the city, we had the Italian uncut version of uh, Argento's opera on 35 millimeter. Uh, very cool. Uh, Music Box releasing, which is their film, la- film label, you know, teamed up with Scorpion and they released uh, opera and the church and the sect. And I would assume that's probably why they ha- uh, they ended up showing this because they probably had the print laying around from when they uh, transferred that over to Blu-ray. Uh, you know, opera's a cool film. We'll talk about that later on in November uh, next month when we do it in Italian Horror Month. So I don't want to talk about it too much. The print's very good. Uh, 3.15, the first film I saw in the theaters, uh, Freddy First Jason in 35mm. This movie's so fucking fun. It's still fun. It's just, uh, you know, an early 2000s horror film, so you know what you're going to get character-wise, but uh, just to see Freddy First Jason go against each other, especially that last you know half an hour of that film is just a fucking blast um I, I really enjoyed seeing it again on the big screen and last two up we have sleepaway camp two uh i like sleepaway camp three better but uh we talked about these on the show 35 millimeter print it was okay it was pretty actually pretty rough to be completely honest with you uh didn't look that good and then last up we have body melt from 1993 um 35 millimeters you know this movie has been uh you know restorated by vinegar syndrome and umbrella so the print was actually pretty good i would assume they it's probably one of the similar prints that they had when they restored this uh probably through umbrella to be completely honest i don't know if the new transfer from vinegar syndrome is new or is it the existing transfer from umbrella but uh, you know, Body Melt is an interesting movie. It's definitely a strange Peter Jackson meets a uh, Australian kind of a twist on it. Strange fucking movie. Uh, yeah, you is, would swear that it was like a New Zealand film. Like yeah, somebody, whoever wrote it, like saw <laughs> yeah. Dead Alive and is yep. from New Zealand or something. Because it does, it does have more of that vibe than your classic standard australian exploitation type vibe mm-hmm. and uh yeah i had a good time as always you know and then uh they showed a whole bunch of trailers before the films um some of my favorites uh candy man of course so they tried to pair the trailers up with uh themes of what the film was about so the children they showed trailers to you know killer children films <laughs> and you know lords of illusions they paired it up with Clive Barker films and things like that. And these are all trailers, film trailers, you know, 35 millimeter film trailers. So it adds a level of charm. I love seeing old trailers on the screen, uh, especially when they are on film. It just has that level of uh, 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 excitement that I think trailers don't have today. Uh, You know, the voiceovers and stuff like that. So, yeah. Music Box of Horrors, once again done. Year 8 in the can. I had a fucking blast. It's always the highlight of my year. I, I really enjoy seeing the weirder films. Uh, I talked about the marathon a couple weeks ago, uh, the other one that was playing, and that was a lot of more mainstream digital projection kind of uh, deals. And I just like this one because I think they show a – a uh, library of weirder films and they show them pretty much all on film and not digital and it's a way that i think that you don't get to see a lot of these movies anymore so i always you know gravitate towards more this 
uh, marathon than the other one. But if you're ever in Chicago or you want to make a trip, come on down and have some fun because it is really awesome watching these movies with 400 people and everybody losing their shit and things like that. It's really fun. So, yeah. That was officially fine. the most and the longest you've ever talked on this show. <laughs> I do. Thank you Good. for putting all of our listeners to sleep. That was awful. <laughs> I'm joking, That's Jeremy. Just me. I'm just me. I'm, that was awesome, Jeremy. Good shit. Yeah. Good you shit. did leave early, though, right? I did leave. I did miss Wicked Wicked, which I, I picked up the Warner Archive <clears throat> DVD because I kind of want to watch that movie. That movie's very interesting. Uh, if you don't know the history of that movie, it's basically um, it's it's a regular 35 millimeter frame, but it's actually cut in half. And on the left side of the screen, you have the per, uh, the perspective of the killer throughout the entire film. And on the right side of the screen, you have the perspective of the victim. So it's the entire film. It's basically this two films in one. Um, in these different perspectives, I kind of pissed. I missed it. I missed it, but I yeah, I that's the one we were talking about. Right? I can't yeah, believe I, you I'm didn't curious. stay for that because I would have loved to have heard the full review yeah. on that one. That that sounds pretty unique. Yeah, you can pick up the Warner Archive DVD if you want to see it. And then uh, I missed Fright Night too, which I'm kind of pissed off about. But uh, overall, I stayed for eleven films, so it's pretty good. I had fun. It's fun. Hmm. And if you guys come. It's a week apart from Cinema Wasteland, so could do two fun things in one week. So you said the crowd is getting a little bit more hipster. You noticed yeah. that it's more of a lot uh, more people like Kyle. You know, you got, <laughs> the, you got the VHS collectors and the and the fans that maybe aren't uh, hardcore fans, hardcore so, horror fans. So did that reflect the price? Have the prices been going up on that? No, nah, it's always the same, 25 bucks. It's always the same. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's always been 25 bucks for that. And and the nice thing is with these kind of events, you know, the people don't sign charge to sign shit like other things. So, you know, Mancini was cool. You know, I just went up to him, asked him to sign my shit, and, he, you know, he signs it. Same with Kevin J. Yeah, O'Connor. So. That's, that's the way it should be. Did, did he, I would have asked him what the hell he was thinking about with Call of Chucky. <laughs> Well, he's probably had that a lot from people, so it's like I just I don't. I don't. Be I bet he doesn't though. I just want him to sign my shit and leave. I wouldn't more. have actually said that because I'm. Yeah, you should have just walked up to but, like, how are you going to write yourself out of that corner, buddy? <laughs> yeah, but no, seriously, well, I think he has I, I a pretty good idea. You that, know, that, I was going to ask you that. I, that's when when you were talking about. It, I was like really wondering that. Did he talk any uh, at all about like what the plot of it would be? No, he just said that the next one. It's, it's going to be the most disturbing the character has ever been, which I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here, Don Mancini. How are you going to do that on TV? But I think he's he's trying oh, to he's wrap up. about the TV thing there. Yeah, the TV. Well, it also I'm depends where the, 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 depends well, where the TV know where show the is airing. I think that's what I was confused about because it's like, oh, we're going to do two more films with Universal. And it's like, if you're going to do a TV show, how are you going to pair the movies with the TV show? And where are yeah, the TV is the show? TV show going to be its own thing? Like no, separate the TV show is a continuation of the end of Cult. It's that storyline. So it's like, how is the movies going to play in with that? I have no idea. Yeah. So maybe know. where the TV show ends, the Left movies off. pick up again. Yeah. It's it's pro- the TV show is probably going to be about all the amounts of Chuckies that there are. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. He says like they're gonna they're gonna tie up all the loose ends that were in cult. So I would assume 
the stuff with Kyle and the stuff with Andy and 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 that piece of shit transgender. When, when you really think about it, I really didn't think we talked about it too much when we reviewed Seed. I mean, that's pretty a progressive character, you know. That character is really a transgender, uh, a transgender character being written in in two thousand and five. It's pretty progressive, to be completely honest with you. But I that know, but kind of not. Yeah, because it, it's genderless. Uh, yeah, so that's it doesn't kind of, have it's almost counterproductive then if it's genderless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking about that last night when he was talking about that piece of shit character. But no, no, Dawn has said that before how many trans people contact him and tell him how much they love Glenn and stuff. Yeah. I didn't really think about that until that's, you That's weird though. About it yesterday. That's, that's weird. I know, and then he was talking about John Waters and that uh John Waters was a huge fan of Chucky. And uh, John Waters was in prison seeing one of his friends and he called Don Mancini up for the first time. He's like, oh, yeah, I hear you want you want me to be in your movie. And he's like, I heard you're filming it in uh, Denmark. And Don Mancini's like, no, we're shooting in Romania. And uh, John Waters like, I'm going to have to call you back. (laughs) (laughs) But he ended up he ended up doing the movie. But it's it's just stories like that. And I forgot to tell the story that. um, o'connor told kevin j o'connor told when he was making lords of illusion um his first movie he was gonna do a film with uh coppola so you know he goes to la to the universal backlot to read for coppola and he does his audition and everything like that and he's never been in in la before so he goes outside and he sits on the curb uh trying to wait for a cab to come and Coppola comes outside and he sees Kevin J. O'Connor sitting on the curb and he goes, what are you doing? And Kevin J. O'Connor's like, oh, I'm just waiting here for a cab. And Coppola's like, you realize this is the back lot, right? No cabs come through here. <laughs> this is all make-believe. And he's it's like, not oh. a real street. Yeah. There's no, there's no traffic. Yeah. This, you know, this is all Classic. fake. Right? It's like I was dying. I was laughing so hard. It's like, that's a true story, I swear. It's like, it's fucking funny. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, ah, good shit. It's, fun. it's a fun time. You guys should come one year. It's fun. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Alrighty. Well. Wow. Should we move along? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was pretty long. All right. Well, let's get into some news. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! News. Okay. Um, first up here, uh, this is some news I saw while we were recording. Uh, you, you might have seen this, but there is a Indiegogo. So we, we shout these out sometimes. There's an yeah. Indiegogo. Argento. Is there another Argento Indiegogo? Oh, no, I'm just saying when we oh. talked about it. The most uh, was about Argento. Yeah, the Sandman. Man. I'm still cra- like I cannot believe that. That is still crazy. All right. Anyway, The Barn Part Two. Uh, the director Justin Seaman um, launched a. <laughs> what a horrible last barn. name to have! Can you imagine that kid in high school, fucking just getting bashed on because his last name is Seaman? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if he was gay too? Oh. 
Okay. He's from he's from my area, but I think he's from Pittsburgh. That's just so hey, uh, semen. Why don't you go semen on my face? Yep. Wait, what? Nobody's gonna make fun of someone and say, "Why don't you semen on my face?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> would. You would be a very bad bully. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's he, the whole. He launched thing. Indiegogo for the barn part two. Uh, still has a month to go. Thirteen percent has been funded. Uh, out of a thirty-seven thousand dollar goal they've pledged five thousand so far and yeah so one of the pledges also was like a thousand dollar pledge it's crazy really i guess people believe in the barn part too well they should it was in moods top 10 i fucking love the barn barn i'm I'm gonna contribute to that actually that i you know that i know about this i usually know we should do it as uh we should do it as us that's 22 shots well, how the fuck are we going to split up the... Well, we could do the $10 special thanks in the end of the credits. But I want the fucking Blu-ray. Well, you could do a separate one yourself, damn it. <laughs> of course I'm going to. Split up the it's actually kind of a cool set. Like, I think it, like the DVD Blu-ray comes in a, in a VHS big box and shit. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's, yeah. uh, too bad you'll probably never get it. Well, I have the worst luck with fucking crowdfunding no, 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 no. shit, man. I, I just need somebody... I've just seen somebody talk about how awful, how how many times they've been burned. I've been but, burned like yeah. three or four times already. It's crazy. So maybe that's we can, why. For I... $100, you can get your picture in the film. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, here you go. $600 only. Get killed by Linnea Quigley in the movie. For 600 bucks. Yeah. Shit. But get me guess, hotel and airfare are not included. Oh, obviously. But <laughs> I live here. So... <laughs> I'm sure it's being shot around here. Should we pay um, our $600 from our Patreon to have JP killed? <laughs> <laughs> By looking quickly. I don't know. Only if I could wear a 22 shot. I'm thinking about promotion only here. Uh, 22 shots shirt. Um, but no, we should definitely do the special thanks at least as 22 shots. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah. And then, yeah, there's some stuff. There's some stuff. We could be an associate producer for 1000 Great. It means absolutely nothing. <laughs> associate and executive producers are nothing for thanks for giving me the money yeah that's, that's why that's you get your it, name there that's, that's exactly you get your name what there. their job is is to get money you haven't yeah, done anything to help else fund the film nope. but that's what you did though you funded the film yeah right? what did the, what did the other guy do hold the light hold the boom mic yeah <laughs> so he gets his name as this the boom mic holder happened to put down a grand <laughs> it's not bad yeah the writer, what did he do? Well, he wrote the film. That's why he gets the writer credit. <laughs> sometimes. Um, well, so, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> no, that, is, that, is, that is true. That is true, <laughs> that is true yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's that's a thing. So if you want to check that out, you know, it's Indiegogo, uh, and then type in The Barn Part 2, um, and you'll get there. But I still haven't seen The Barn Part 1, but they have a, they have a cool little... I um, from Family Video. They have a cool little write-up about it, Q&A, like all this different stuff, the story. It's pretty good. Let's so check it out. And, uh, you know, if you want to support the barn, Dude. indie horror. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next up here, we have a little bit of news kind of from uh, Bloody Disgusting. Mr. Miska wrote that they... Hey, bloody disgusting. Why the fuck did you cancel all the screenings, you fucking cunt? They didn't. Yes, they did. They canceled every screening in Illinois, those fucking assholes. No, you're 
Your city pulled them. Well, fuck my city, then. Your city cares so much about money. What is your city called again? What's 45 minutes outside of Chicago? No, 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 no. Every (laughs) fucking city. Every city in Illinois fucking pulled them. So fuck my state, then. Yeah. State. Listen, mine went strong. I even talked to the lady in there. And I was like, uh, how how could we it go strong? The, you were the only fucking one in Amityville. We went, how's that? That's strong? what I'm saying. My, they, they went strong, as in they stuck to their guns and they played them out, oh. um, even though they weren't making any money. I I came in and I was like, for the third one. By the way, I left. I only watched the first movie and the third one because I got I wasn't feeling good. Um, but which is sucky because the ate too I much of that candy corn popcorn. you bought for Carly. <laughs> I ate too much popcorn. I think, <laughs> um, but. I was like, man, I was like, sucks these things didn't do too well, huh? And she's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's it. I was like, oh, yeah. She's, she's like, <laughs> because what else would they show instead that nobody like, would probably come anyway? Well, they show like it's a second run theater now. I so think the first right. problem was it was Amityville 4 and 6. Like, come on. Dude, those movies were awesome. I don't give a fuck. I can't wait to do the Amityville show one day. I like almost every movie in the franchise so It's going to be worse you than the Puppet Master You are your ass off. There's no Dude, fun- Amityville 4, fun. Amityville 6, fun. Oh, fuck, man. I was so surprised. So surprised. They were they were really fun. Like, when that dude gets his fucking hand cut off in the garbage disposal, I'm like, this is a fucking TV oh, film. What's is, going on this here? Is, this is the curse of the Puppet Master all over again here. No, dude. Come on, dude. These movies are so fun. And the worst one is Amityville three that I've seen. And Dollhouse is fun too because I watched that one. Dollhouse is okay. No way. Part three is way better than part four. Dude, no way. Part four is awesome. When that kid gets the chainsaw and it just kicks on and comes to life, and it's like he almost kills his whole family with Mm. a chainsaw. You know what's a fucking (laughs) shitty one? I watched one at Jeremy's house. I think it was uh, Amityville and New the New Generation. Oh yeah, that's, I think that's, the one, that's the only one out of the original series I haven't seen. Oh, that we was... saw, we watched some shitty movies at my house. We watched Evil Dead versus Ginger Dead Man too. Oh, Evil Bong, Evil Bong. That movie was fucking atrocious. And we yeah. watched Room Room Two Seventeen or whatever. I the like fuck that. Piece of... I like yeah, that that one's cool. You watched uh, Pro Wrestling? Yeah, you guys watched. Oh yeah, Pro Wrestling oh, yeah, versus Pro Wrestling. Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's awful. Yeah, man. A new generation. Uh, JP, that one sucks. It's really bad really fucking bad all right so uh bloody disgusting reports that they did some digging and uh apparently the early stages of development have already begun on the next halloween film um and it has an unknown writer developing it so that is so they're gonna fuck interesting it up, why aren't they just sticking with the writers um i don't know i i don't know um i guess Try something. Di- I mean, honestly, like try something I different. Like, it seems like this is getting good reviews. Why would they try something different? Well, well maybe, not try something different. Maybe they're but, like not sticking I, with the. Re- think about the- this, right? All of the sequels of like old have been done by different people. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of the way to do it. Maybe they're just trying to do that. I don't know. Maybe Danny McBride's busy. Well, it I don't was know. Cheaper to do that shit though, too. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe they just ha- it was like maybe they have an idea for a sequel and they're like, I know exactly who would be great for this. Rob oh. Zombie. <laughs> that would be funny. Right? Is there Rob any Zombie. word on like okay, so the, it's just the early developments, but is it going to be a sequel to this film, or is it just like uh, well, yeah, another Halloween film? film. <laughs> okay, I couldn't imagine them not doing it. So is this going to well, be you, called like the Blumhouse trilogy? You never know. Christ, the Blumhouse series. Of Halloween films, 
Yeah, what would did you say? Is this going to be like known as like the Blumhouse trilogy of films? I would I would probably start saying that because yeah. Carly pointed out something to me last night when we were coming home from The Exorcist, and she's like, "Yeah, it sucks they called it Halloween, huh?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I totally forgot. It's literally called Halloween." And I'm like, damn it, now there's three films called Halloween. And now there's probably going to be three films called Halloween 2. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. We'll start referring to it as the Blumhouse yeah, this title's Yeah, this title's fucking stupid, though. Yeah. Just Halloween being a sequel 40 years later. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, why yeah, don't should have called it Halloween 3? should have called it Halloween 3. Actually, yeah, that probably would have made the most... Well, no, because they're ignoring part 2. Yeah, no, no, this is Halloween 2. Yeah, this movie's technically the sequel to the original film, which yeah. is yeah. happening forty years later, whatever the fuck it yeah. is. But isn't that weird? So this Halloween technically should two be Halloween is... two, but they're ignoring Halloween two. And there's two. A, there's a <laughs> lot of Halloween twos, like Halloween one, and then the original Halloween two, and then you have the Rob Zombie's Halloween two, which is a sequel to the original Halloween, and then like Halloween H two O is kind of a sequel to Halloween, so it's like also a Halloween two. Shut up, Dexter. <laughs> Oh man! But you know what I'm saying. It's like it's, it's turn, one it's of those turning things into the chainsaw franchise, man. It's just sequels no, all is. over the place. It's a mess. <laughs> like there's so many different timelines in it. Like you have one, two, H two O. You have one through six. You have isn't, Rob Zombie Resurrection part of. Yeah, that's H- part of the. Wasn't it one, two, H two O, and Resurrection? Resurrection? Yeah. You know, I still don't know. Like, obviously, I'm not judging the film beforehand, or whatever. But I'm still a little bit uneasy of the fact that you know this movie is dipping into being a sequel to the original film and just because i love halloween 2 you know well i want to see how they explain i think it's a great sequel i want to see how donald pleasance dies it's a great i love the way they did those two films old age I love Man, the way that's they... lame. I don't want to see that shit. I want him to die from like Meyer's fucking evil curse or something stupid. Well, he would be dead by now, though, dude. I know he'd be dead by now. Clearly, you, you got to look at it this way, right? In Halloween one, he survived. Yeah. What the hell? And if Michael Myers is like gone the entire time until now, how the fuck would he have died? Well, Just I want to know is how Michael Myers got captured if he was gone after part one. And he I don't know anything. About that. Don't stop talking about like plot details because I don't know anything. I don't know anything either. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I just love You're Halloween too. You've seen the fucking trailer. Well, I swear to God, fucking Carly literally calls me gay for running out of the theater every time it comes on. <laughs> Moots has seen it. Have you? I've seen bits of it. I haven't even seen. Ooh, somebody's in trouble. <laughs> Um, but no, seriously, uh, I would love to see another Halloween in October next year. Let's do it every year. I'm 100% down. And while you're at it, let's get an Elm Street out there on a Friday as well. Well, Robert England is playing Friday again, so... Dude, that's amazing. I was so happy when I seen that. <laughs> Even though but, he lied. Yeah, he technically lied. Yes. I'd- All right, so after that... Um, this is more along the lines of what Jeremy was saying about Don Mancini. So apparently he did a Q&A somewhere at Scream Fest. Friday for Rob Bride and Chucky, the 20th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Scream Fest, they were showing a screening of Bride and Chucky, which is turned 20 years old. Um, he said, we deliberately ended Cult with a bunch of cliffhangers to set up the TV series. 
because there's so many different threads now, television could best accommodate that. So that was done intentionally. At the same time, we have a whole new world, a bunch of new characters, which we can say nothing about. The one thing I think I can say is from the original film that uh, Don wrote, uh, Child's Play, we're playing with the concept again, the idea of Child's Play. Um, I'll let you guys fill in the pieces to that. So, like, they're basically saying it's Child's Play, not necessarily like Chucky. You know, they're kind of going back to the roots a little bit. Um, it, invo- it involves children, uh, Mancini said. Um, then he goes on to say, we saw that after seven movies, how can we flip again? What is it? Wait, hold on. Uh, the Chucky series has constantly reinvented itself. Bride made itself self-referential comedy. Um, cult expanded the voodoo mythology even further. Yeah, in a dumb way. Uh, television is the next frontier for Chucky. Shows like Hannibal, which Mancini wrote for, show the horror can just be as effective on television, perhaps even more. Um, but I don't really understand that, though. I mean, if he's going to say that because... I mean, if he openly admitted that he signed another two-movie deal, what, what what's with the... The TV seems like a sidestep to me. I understand his perspective of, you know, the way we left with left off with Cult, we can fix it with the TV series because, you know, the episode in episodes, that kind of makes sense to do that. But mm-hmm. but to me, in in the bigger perspective of it, like if you've... you've no, I think cult, the way that he was going with Cult, and then, I think it's the right idea to do a TV series. If he and wants then do to two do, films after? I guess so, because if he wants to do what he had... That's why I have to say about Dan Mancini. It's his fucking Damn. franchise, Don. It's his fucking franchise. He's been doing it since day fucking one. He could do whatever the hell he wants. Whatever. No, he, dude. I, whatever See, I don't. Idea, I hate whatever that sick idea. Well, no. whatever sick idea he has in his head. So I don't fucking do it. It is. It's gonna be what it is anyway. No, you know what that franchise is without fans? Absolutely nothing. So it's the fans' franchise too. Damn it. I think the TV idea is just a way of him fixing the writing mishap in cult. In my opinion, it, the way it, it goes is stupid. He doesn't see it as a mishap, though. He sees it as yeah, that's part of his story. story. Yeah, well, that's fine. We see it as a mishap. That's fine if that's the way he wants to. But I mean, from a fan perspective, I don't want to see a TV series, man. And then back to films. Well, but do you want to see any TV series with anything though we don't even watch tv no especially the way this is being done though, because, he's openly saying, because he's openly saying no i've heard it suck but it sucks he said he wants to you know do the tv series based off where cult left off so he's kind of you know driving yeah, he's that. talking about the the ending with um yeah and cat then, or whatever her name is kyle yeah and then uh you know the original andy and um, the explaining uh, for all the other characters who are in there <laughs> and wh- what's up with Glenn and wherever there was a lot of mysterious things that weren't explained at the end of that movie. Yep. That's so why I think a TV series would work well, exa- best. I, I, well, I probably get- because you could do it in long form, but I'm just saying like, I don't, I'm not a fan of the TV series idea just cause I, I'm not probably going to watch it. And if it's straight Canon, like if it's a, if let's say the TV season one is, is a bridge between cult of Chucky and like um the eighth film and the, the eighth ninth. film you know revenge of chucky or whatever you know yeah uh voodoo that's for gonna dummy make chucky. me annoyed because that means i have to watch the tv show to be informed well that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at like i don't know man i just 
it's like the movie ideas, you know? TV just seems like a, it seems like such a sidestep to me, man. I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that are interested in that stuff, but I'm not one of them. I, I can't there's, speak for all the fans, I mean, but... TV is hot on TV. You know, and that's TV. exactly why he's doing it, because it is hot. I think if TV wasn't, I think he would probably not resort to the TV way and try he's to explain... On TV. And probably try to explain all those loose ends from Cult in the next movies. Speaking right. of TV, who's watching Eli Roth's Hor- History of Horror? I have it recording. It's tonight. Tonight, yeah, it's tonight at midnight. Um, yeah, really excited for that. But, but you yeah, know what we'll I'm saying. But you know on. what I'm saying. Like, I think we're kind of on the same page. I'm like, I don't know. Do I'm not. In, I'm not interested. I'm either am I, dude. I just really. I think not. it's still pretty early on. So. I don't know. I mean, like you said, he can do what he wants, but I, t- for me, it's not exciting. It's not inviting for me to watch a bridge. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really super excited for it either. But you know, I'm I'm optimistic that they could do something that isn't called Chucky, though. Like (laughs) I just didn't really like called Chucky that much. But anyway, moving on here. Speaking of horror TV, we finally get a update on Scream season three. Apparently, Tony Todd is going to star in Scream season three, um, which, from what I understand, is a total new story. And it, I had thought it was already shot and was supposed to come out this this year, but I think I thought it was supposed to go to Netflix. Thing. That's what I heard. I couldn't even get past episode four of season two. I called it quits. I was like, and I very rarely give up on shit. I really did not care for well, season, season, season two, one. man. Season one was it. all right. It had its decent moments, and so I was like, you know what? I'll give season two. I couldn't get past episode four. Like that was it. It was fucking terrible. So I have no interest in season three at all. Yeah, Jeremy, well, did you apparently, ever watch it's a, it? but 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 season three modes is uh, it's rebooting the story. So, but like, you know. what in the fuck? Seriously, yeah. <laughs> you got to reboot the story after two seasons in a TV series? What? I mean, that's kind of the way of the future. That it's like the anthology season is a thing now. But that, like, may, but uh, that's a good that idea. One show, it's. That one show is doing it American too. The, Horse, um, American Horror Story. No, Stories, American but... Horror Story, but that other show too. The uh, it was on um, the Paramount Network or whatever. It was it was actually pretty good. It was like the Terror or something. I watched like the first couple episodes. It was really good, but I kind of fell off of it. But they're doing that. I think the second season set in World War Two or something. But uh, hmm. there was another show that did it too. Uh, the, oh, Black Mirror? No, that's just an anthology show. Never mind. <laughs> there's a there's a few shows that do that though. I think. Um, yeah, it's more but, like the themed the themed seasons. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, like, what's one of the biggest complaints we have with TV series, right? It's As they go on, well, they, 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 get they overstay their welcomes. They, they overstay yeah. their welcomes. It's hard. Did the Bates Hotel? Did the Bates Hotels overstay its welcome? No. You know what? It didn't I heard be- no, actually. It didn't because it was only five seasons and there's only, what, ten episodes? Like, it's short. That's what enough. I appreciate Breaking Bad. Like, that show was so hot, but they still ended it. When- they, had, it they needed to, though. Like, yeah. they couldn't have kept going with that. No, I think the way Bates Motel progressed it was it, it and the way it ended and stuff was good. It didn't overstay its welcome. It, it developed the story properly. Never got. Yeah, dull. it gave us it gave us yeah. more psycho. Yeah. I I know I didn't finish the show, but I plan to whenever we do the psycho show. I'm gonna watch all of it during that prep. Um, but it's good, man. I really enjoyed I, it. Like, I like that it gave us psycho without just remaking the movie, right? Like it's it's kind of that was actually the perfect way to do a horror TV show based on a franchise. Um, but 
Yeah, so this will be a six-episode third season revolving around Dion Elliott, a local star running back whose tragic past comes back to haunt him at the worst time, threatening his hard-earned plans for his future and lives uh, of and lives of his unlikely group. I'm of really friends. surprised they're doing it, to be honest. Me too. I thought with the wine scene thing, it just killed it. Not but that. apparently, I just think it didn't do that well. But apparently, it did because mm-hmm. bloody mm-hmm. disgusting leads off with this article by saying you guys are constantly begging us for updates on the third season of tv scream fuck's doing that (laughs) i haven't seen anybody ask for it here's the thing dude unless it's like people like it it actually did well because like i so many people said even the first season was guard like the second season sucked even more like i don't get it i haven't heard really any good here's why here's why you people are in a bubble right this show was not we're not the target audience of this show the you know 15, yeah, 16, 17, 18, 19. No, we're not, though. We're not the ones that matter because we're not the no, In my mind, I, I'm the one that matters. That, that's <laughs> what fucking matters. Yeah. I don't give well, a shit about 16 year old Rachel. For well, when, I mean, when we're like talking shameful, about. You know, it's like people like. No, like people but like when we're ta- hold on. When we're talking about something being successful, though, it's that doesn't it doesn't matter what you, you know, feel. It matters yeah, what the group is in the center of the world. um but no like and i i actually you know i think that i think a lot of people were well obviously the demographic is not us because you couldn't you can't market it that that type of story and that type of thing to us because it's not appealing it's definitely a teen thing it 100 makes sense it's like the same reason that the super psycho sweet sweet 16 movies did well exactly those are 100 show feel like that those movies what scream yeah no no you didn't think so no felt exactly the same dude i don't think so really i thought the characters in super psycho were a lot funner oh, dude, they're exactly the same come on you just saying that because you kind of like those movies <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but they're the same but i also gave scream season one and four episodes of season two a try <laughs> i just thought didn't it was bland. do an episode of scream yeah, very bland i don't know what the fuck's up with ty west man oh. that guy was a genius and he fucking all, the, all the podcasts ripping him. ty west man i mean you house of the like devil house is gonna devil be on, it is, is gonna one be of the on greatest my... horror films of all time you know what it i heard be, man it will be on my list in a few you know, months you know what i heard that Ty West started listening to podcasts and then he heard all the podcasters talking about how he can't write an ending to a film properly. So he just gave it up, man. I mean, I think his fucking retired or uh, whatever the fuck then Valley of violence killed him. You know, history of violence. That's fucking Cronenberg, man. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, in the valley of violence. But isn't that listen, the biggest? Isn't that the biggest listen. problem with Ty West? Is that you know he's always criticized for his endings of his films. Well, that's my I biggest don't... problem with House of the Devil is the very very end of the film, not like the end, but like the very last shot and shit. Like, I know the Innkeepers was the, the same. The, the majority had a fine ending. Yeah, but I mean it's also kind of based. Dies. Yeah, it's different <laughs> because it's based on a real event. Like we know where it's going, kind of thing. You can't really fuck that up, but. You really like, think about like his last like three big films, horror films at least. What was the problem like, with the Inkeepers? Like they were all like influential for that period of films, and it's like it's like Jason I at Eisner. It's like where the fuck did he go? Like I don't know. I don't know. I he don't didn't. Know. Here's, here's and Ryan Nicholson. I know he got sick, but it's like 
you know, he stopped making films. It's like all these people who I liked watching their movies when I first, you know, started getting back into the genre. You know, don't something. Make movies did we mention when we did the Predator show that Ryan Nicholson worked on the effects on that movie? Which Predator? The latest. Pre- the effects of a lot of movies. I think. The latest Predator film. No, I didn't know that. Anyways, yeah, he worked on special effects on that film because it was shot in Vancouver, right? And cool. I just I was thinking about that the other day. Actually, it's funny we you brought up Brian Nicholson, and I was like, I don't think we mentioned that on the show. Fuck. But anyways, yeah. You, but you're right. No, Ryan was sick for a while, and he's you know he's got to pay the bills, so he's doing effects yep. and shit. That last time I talked to him a couple months ago or whatever, and that's what he's been just been doing. So yeah. here's here's like here's here it is. House of the Devil, episode nine, moods six point five out of ten. JP six out of ten. Jeremy seven point five. Uh, I would give it an eight and a half now. This guy over here, Jeremy, he thinks this movie is like one of the greatest horror films ever made. I think it's top fifty. No. Mm. Like on your Maybe personal like list, two, or like yeah, you're thinking you're all time? List, fine, yeah, my but, personal list. Yeah. But do you and, think it's well, top fifty all time? No. Okay. I didn't think so. <laughs> Personal lists are totally different. We know I mean, what the top 50 films of... Uh, we know the top 100 greatest films of all time, so it's like... All you have to do is go look at our list to think what we think are the top 50 greatest films of all time. So yeah, it's kind of... Based us. on the criteria. But so, but yeah. Yeah, but you also know that the, that list was a combined effort, and it, if it, you just made the list, it would look different. If I just made the list, it would look different. Sure. I guess if They're I made the list, it boxes. wouldn't look different. Okay. Thanks for single me out there. That's real fucking cool. <laughs> you singled out yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even um, mention me, man. Of course, well, my, I was li- of course my list you, would be fucking different, man. I'm just breaking um, your Mexi, Mexi tots. But yeah, so uh, after that, we have Vinegar Syndrome announced cutting class. Okay. Okay. I've been hearing good things about this movie from the community this week, so I've never seen it. Cutting class is fun, man. It's you know. I heard it's good. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Uh, I think the interesting thing about Cutting Class and the Vinegar Syndrome release of it is the slipcover craziness. (laughs) There's six plus two limited edition Black Fridays, so there's eight total slipcovers. So I didn't read the like I, the way I read the specs at first on this was if you pre-ordered you got to pick yeah. no yeah you got to pick one of the slipcovers. There's six slipcovers. Yeah, and then there's two that will be released on Black Friday only on Black Friday. So that's a total of eight slipcovers. So do you? How does it work with the extra ones? Do you get to pick just one of the eight, or do you get to? Cause that's I'm, wrong. Where are you getting this information? I saw. I read on their. Or maybe it was four uh, slipcovers plus the yeah, two. They're, an- they're announcing Friday. two new films on Black Friday. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, did this just in- information come up? Anyways, yeah, they got two Black the Friday announcements on there. information is there's two different – like if you buy the regular one, whatever, you get the regular one. If you buy like the super special one, you get all five slipcovers. Why the fuck would you want five slipcovers for one movie? I don't well, know. That, well, that's I, what I don't I, I talked about how much I hate this slipcover movement. Unless, thing. like, you go into Walmart and steal all of them like Scott used to do. Do you see that that mofo posted randomly on a fucking post of mine? I was like, the fuck is that kid, Ben? I don't even know who that kid is. 
Weekend Fright. He made that hilarious video oh, back that in the dude. day. Yeah. <laughs> that I that I watched like a few months ago again. I, it's still fucking so funny. It's like I went into Walmart and I stole this, man. It's the Halloween collection slipcase. <laughs> and I just stole it. I was like, I just walked in there, I looked at the shelf, I was like, I need that. And I took them. <laughs> so funny still. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what you need with five different slipcovers. It's kind of annoying because, you know, you want to display those, you got to have five cases for them. You just put blank cases. Yeah, but why? I mean, you going to go and buy blank cases just to fucking put slipcovers well, on? You could then- just buy five copies of the movie. <laughs> I guess you no, could. The the, but. the whole thing with the slipcover thing annoys See, that's me. Why I, thought I don't that, like it. That's why I thought at first it was if you're buying it on Black Friday or whatever, you get to choose what you which slipcover, which artwork you wanted. I didn't realize it was five with this special package or well, whatever. It, it might be. I'm not sure. I I thought that I read it that way. Doesn't it make more sense to like if you go to Blackfoot, you get to pick which artwork you want. It's kind of like first come first serve deal. You know, I don't know. Not if you're not if you're like an collector who wants everything. You're like I want all five of them. But like I don't though. (laughs) Like I want. I'm gonna buy the Blu-ray, but I don't. Well, then just buy the regular version. Damn it. (laughs) But. Yeah, I, it's just, it, but it's fucking weird. Like it's way too many slipcovers. Well, it's the same. Scream Factory's done it before when you bought. Return of the Living Dead from their website came with two slipcovers. Yeah, see, I didn't buy it on, from there. I did, actually. And I hate the slipcover thing. I can't stand it. It's become a pain in the ass for me. Uh, like, okay, here's an example, right? I have the... I buy the Vestrons. I like the slipcovers. They look nice. So, if I don't buy a Vestron within the first couple weeks of its release, then I'm most likely not going to get a slipcover. That's a pay- that's annoying to me. That is annoying to me. And then I have to go to th- through some third party market where the slipcovers are like seven dollars for you can one. You just go to Black Best Buy and steal them like I did, or do that, you know. And okay, Being so here's hypocrite. another thing: the one the one company where sc- slipcovers matter to me more than anyone is Scream Factory, because they have the reversible theatrical artwork, the good classic artwork on one side and then you can put the slip cover over it and you have both artworks it looks nice it looks cool when you pull it off you got the two artworks that pisses me off that now this slip cover thing has become a, a rare, third dude. party <laughs> selling thing where to in order i looked at i was gonna get some of the scream factories that i hadn't bought um when i was you know buying that house and had well moral of the story is buy the motherfuckers when they first come out then (laughs) yeah but i didn't have the money to buy them when they first came out hey man we all don't so that's that's why i was like oh well now i'll catch up on them and then i'm like well what the hell 35 dollars for the exorcist 3 with a slipcover you gotta be fucking kidding me 35 dollars for a Mm -hmm. piece of cardboard that is insane and well you're getting the movie with it too well, $15 for a piece of cardboard then. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that these things don't cost much because I know how much it costs to if I wanted to make them. And it's not and, – and, and if you're mass producing them, it's even less. Yeah, exactly. So I know that they could put them on forever. Like as long as they make them, they could come with slipcovers. And you, it wouldn't cost that much more. But we all know why. 
it's all well, they, about it's all about because they want they want people to buy them early. It's that pre-orders, man. You know, if they if if they get the information out there to the collectors that hey, man, if you pre-order this and or buy this release within three months, you're pretty much guaranteed a slipcover. That forces people to buy it right away. They need that money to get out more release. So that's why they do it. From a business standpoint, it makes complete sense. From a collecting standpoint, it's annoying as fuck. I get that. I completely understand that. Super annoying. I hate and, it. But, but I mean, the problem is, I mean, third party selling has always been an issue right from, you know, the 80s all the way up. I mean, people just, that's what they do. They buy up copies of shit. They resell them. It's the slip covers is just lumped into that, that whole bullshit now. Yeah. I'm just annoyed that it's yeah. become a thing because a couple of years ago, I would get behind on Scream Factories. It could be a year and a half after it came out. And Maybe I would, and I would just hit up eBay and buy one that had a picture of the release, and it's like, oh, that one still has a slipcover on it. And it did; it wasn't like known that they were a thing. Like nobody sold them. It, it's recently that that's become a thing, and it's annoyed the hell out of me. I'm a, I'm half tempted to just do away with it and just and toss them all or sell them all. You, you know, could what sell I mean? them. I mean, like, obviously not. Well, put it this them. way, man: if you sell all your slipcovers, then you can buy all the screen factors you're missing. Yep. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> it's true, like, dude. The first three years of Scream Factory, I think, first two years, three years, I have every slipcover. <laughs> you could get so uh, I have every see, single once I have the old ones. I know the burning with a slipcover that's worth about forty bucks. Boot sent me that. Uh, the prison that one's worth about forty bucks with I the slipcover. I have slip all cover. those, dude. I think I sent you uh, that one too, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, uh, pumpkin head with the slipcover is worth a little bit of money. So. Mm-hmm. See, I'm like, I, it, I'm funny. Like, I agree with the Vestrons, like, you know, and I have all the slipcover except for Gothic. Well, it's I, just annoying to get one and then it's like, well, if I don't have them all, they look shitty now. You know, they look shitty on the shelf. I've explained this to lots of people because I've had people ask me when I did my 88 films and collection and, you know, the Italian line. I do have a, a bunch of slip, random slipcovers for those, but I've taken them all off because I like the way the line looks without them because if you look at the way they're lined up on the shelf, it actually it tells you the the catalog number right you know one two three four five with the slip covers it's not there so if if i have random ones in there it's just it looks fucking stupid so i took them all oh they messed up see some people will only put the number on the slip cover so that it makes you buy them with the slip cover yeah see so eight, i took them all off up. i think they might be on the on the shaw brothers collection but anyways i again i have a bunch of those but i'm missing like half of them so i just took them all off i actually like the way it looks without them it's very it's very uniform I like that shit. Yeah. So I don't really and care. I, like, I, I agree with that too. Like if I if I had those, I would probably just get the ones without the slipcovers, mm-hmm. uh, or I would just take them off. It wouldn't be a big deal to me. Or if I started a line and didn't have slipcovers on some, then I would just take them off of the extra ones. Like if that's what I've done, yeah. If Vestron, if I would get to the point where I couldn't find the Vestron titles I need without slipcovers, I would just take all the slipcovers off. So at least they look cool. I'd rather them all be uniform than have some with one and some without. Those two latest ones, Dagon and uh, Beyond the Ran- Reanimator, like those are so fucking expensive here. I know for a fact. I finally bucks got them, dude. When they I fu- just got, I, they just shipped for me too. Six. You were wrong, by the way, Jeremy. They shipped. Oh yeah, sixty. Yeah, what, I, why the fuck didn't someone tell? Pick them up for me. Uh, I think I the deal's done now. Oh, dude. Yeah, because they're they're <laughs> like I'm not even joking, man. They're like fifty bucks here and. I yeah. know for a fact, like when they eventually go down, there's going to be no slip covers and then I'm going to be like way behind. So, well, it, if <laughs> it pisses me, well, you just get a listener to send you one because that seems to work for you. <laughs> well, nobody sent me the gothic but, one. I'm missing the gothic one. Ah, uh, because yeah. remember, I, or- I had ordered that from Amazon and it came without it. And this was right after it came out. 
So I was like yeah, completely well, that's shocked Canada. about different that. Different rules, different rules up there. I think they, I think they take them off for weight when they ship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's actually the first time do, that's ever man. happened. Because think about it, right? If you got like five hundred of them, yeah. Uh, one slipcover doesn't weigh much, but think of how many pounds you're you're removing when you take off 500 slipcovers. I've never had that. <laughs> you know what happen. I mean, every, every every movie I've ordered from Amazon in Canada that had a slipcover that I was expecting one is, is come. That's the first time I was shocked that you know when I was supposed to be getting one. So uh, now and now it looks I can't even look at my Vestron shelf anymore. <laughs> it's like it's all like uniform and it's like yeah. gothic. Fuck off, gothic. And you know the fucked up thing is I'm not you know a what? big fan of it. Like I like gothic, but it's like come on. <laughs> I just recorded a review for, or not a review, a shelf by shelf with my Vestron collection, yeah. and I didn't have those two newest ones. So, but I just got them and I put them on order. So I might not upload that video or record a little separate section, being like, oh well, I got these two finally. So. Um, yeah, just I'm, at the I'm end. nervous that they might not come with slips. Yeah, on. because they had to reorder them from the. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So too. where was that deal from? Where did you get that deep from? Discount. Deep discount. Oh man, I used to order from them back in the day. They were They're awesome. not bad. I haven't ordered in a while, but they well, they, they have fucked they fucked me on a whole order. So I I haven't ordered from them since. It was like eighty dollar order and fucking they kept my money. Never got shit and stuff. It was crazy. Seems to happen to you a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I'd ordered from Deep Discount for years. Like, I never had any issues. And then, you know, all of a sudden this one order went south and they they just, the worst customer service ever, kept my money. And I was like, what are you, fucking Fangoria? Like, I don't get this, man. Like, come on. So, fuck them. But, Showing uh, their ass. Yeah, man. Yeah. Fuck. Just bullshit. Live and learn, I guess, right. right? So, what else do we have here? Um, this is long news. Well, we keep talking about stuff that isn't news. <laughs> actually, the, actually, our intro was longer than at yeah. this point right now. Yeah. Uh, so, wrong turn. Looks like they're making another one, says Brad Mesco, bloody disgusting. Mm-hmm. Oh, are they going to have the number on it, too? Is it going to be wrong turn seven? Nope. Doesn't look like it. I heard it's so, like a reboot. Even though the franchise has spawned five sequels, one of the most forgotten slasher films of the last two decades is 20th Century's criminally underrated Wrong Turn, which starred Elijah Dusku, Jamie Sisto, someone else. Uh, it, blah, blah, we know what Wrong Turn's about. Fox Entertainment took the franchise uh, all the way up to 2014's Wrong Turn 6, Last Resort, uh, before taking a break, which is it's pretty interesting. You know, It's been four years, almost five years, since the last Wrong Turn. Uh, now, 15 years after the original hit theater, sources tell us that producers at Contain Films, who also made the Resident Evil films, are deep in development on a new incarnation of the series, quite possibly a remake. Uh, there's no indication that it, this is a direct-to-VOD sequel. We also heard that Mike P. Nelson, who directed the post-apocalyptic film that Jeremy wow. Get the called The mouth. Domestics <laughs> for Orion, is set to direct. Love that film. Uh, yeah, no, dude. Honestly, uh, uh, I'm, I'm butthurt. Bum- I'm butthurt. I'm he- Here's what it says: the new take will once again take friends to Harper's Ferry, West Virginia, to spend a couple days hiking the Appalachian Trail. In this one, they are confronted by the Foundation, a community of people who have lived in the mountains since before the Civil War. Oh, and they don't take to sh- well to strangers. So what? Like so? Why? Why not just make that part seven? Right? Like even if it's a different story, just make it part seven. Wrong turn seven. Yeah, they had no problem doing that with franchises in the eighties, into yeah, the nineties. No, they would just. It's like said, 
something about that has changed. Sequel and name only. <laughs> you know, it's like this is a howling film, really? Uh <laughs> fuck, dude. Like I agree though, man. I mean just make it parts like we don't need a do we need a reboot? It's like sacrilegious even to say remake anymore. It has to be reboot. It's politically oh, yeah. correct, don't, isn't it? Don't call don't call Pet Cemetery a remake to anybody because they will freak. Yep. Well, I mean, I, I learned my lesson with, you know, it saying, oh, it's, it's a readaptation. Here's I'm the like, thing. I fucking know what the fuck it is, motherfucker. Stop telling <laughs> Here's me. Here's the thing. I, Nobody just... said shit back in the day whenever they, everybody called it the Carrie remake. J- this is just five years ago, four years ago. Oh, yeah. A bunch everybody of called it the remake. Hypocrites. If it was a, a new adaptation, everybody yep. did. Yep. It isn't those people right now who are saying bitching about it were the same people that called it a remake back then. Because here's why. Now remake has completely turned into a dirty word. Yeah. It went back then, reboot. it was just kind of dirty. <laughs> reboot or readaptation or fuck. Maybe maybe those people didn't even realize the original Carrie movie was actually based on a book. Or be like, oh, it's not <laughs> here's a, it's the not, thing. Here's it's the actually thing. not a remake, it's actually a sequel, which I've been doing a lot. What? Like Pet Cemetery. It's not a se- it's not a remake, it's a sequel. Yeah, but it is a it's a re it's a new adaptation. <laughs> it's still the same story. Yeah, yeah. It's not actually a sequel. Um, With John Lithgow yeah. in it, man, that's crazy. That trailer came out, by the way. I didn't watch it, obviously. It looks, yeah, yeah. Mm. I haven't seen. They're kind of but... going for like a Lords of Salem kind of feel to it. Towards that's good. Lords <laughs> of Salem feel. What? Like the weird masks and hereditary too, I guess. Kind of like hereditary at the well, end. It, it, this sounds good to me. It's more of like mean? a devil type demon thing. Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess it's hot though, right? Hereditary did pretty well, so you might as well stick to them guns. I mean, that's a, I, like is, I always th- is it going to look all seventies and shit? They're going to film it on thirty sixteen millimeter. I've seen some pictures from it. it doesn't look doesn't look like old or anything. No, John Lithgow looked old as fuck. Crazy, but I'm interested. I'm interested. Uh, I that actually came out pretty quick. Like I thought that that movie, like it feels like they just announced it and there's already a trailer. Jesus, not in April. Really? Holy crap! Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm excited. All right. Uh, finally, here we had an interview with uh, George Romero's wife, Suzanne. And uh, so she she interviewed with comicbook.com and she had a few things to say. She said, uh, George uh, had many scripts. We have very many scripts that he's written. And so uh, you don't never know what's going to pop up. Um, He also had that Road of the Dead, which we talked about, which was in the works. Um, But she says she thinks it sputtered a little bit. Uh, He said that she said. He loved the write, and he had forty to fifty scripts written uh, at the time of his death. And a lot of a lot of it is very good. He had a lot to say, and he still does because I'm going to make sure he does. It's my mission. Um, then she also said, "Quote: We have a film that is shot in 1973. Most people haven't seen. A handful of people have seen this film. Uh, we're going to restore it, and we're going to show it." Uh, to Romero cinephiles it's a scary movie but it's not a horror movie uh, and it's about ageism anyway he has a cameo in it it'll be fun and we'll show the movie or get it distributed it'll be a project that the foundation's gonna do 
I think it's the first project we're going to do, actually. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh my god, I can't wait to see it. And I go, it's not a zombie movie, now remember. And what's also terrific is that you see his footprint. You see how he shoots the story. It's a unique find. I'm happy to have it. So, there we go. Some some George Romero news long after his passing. Huh. Which is pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah, an unseen George Romero film. I don't care what it is. It could be bad or not good. The fact that there's a, a film that we haven't seen is pretty cool to me. Fucking right, that is. Wow. 1973. Hmm. So that was the same year that he put out The Crazies, I believe. It's The Lost hmm. Romero. It's funny because when you watch, um, like, Season of the Witch, you can tell. That's when I feel like Romero really came into his his own with his editing skills and shit. Like, Season of the Witch really feels like a Romero film. You know, Night of Living Dead is, you know, so early, he hadn't really developed his full style yet and shit. But Season of the Witch, man, it has that, like, editing just like Dawn of the Dead. And same with the crazies. It's very much like Dawn of the Dead also. But it's interesting. I like to see this one because it's right in that period where he kind of stamped his uh, Romero style. Huh. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. fucking cool, man. So That's I'm, the news. So I'm assuming it probably has some good social commentary and shit like all his other films. Yeah, well, she said it's about ageism. So that sounds yeah. like social commentary right there, right? <laughs> Yeah, another one of his films where he uh, was really not trying to get pigeonholed as a horror director. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. Cool shit. Hmm. Since we just ended news. Did you guys watch any of the Halloween films yet? The 4K edition. You watched it? Yeah. What do you mean? Like the original Halloween films? Yeah, like any of the original films. Like during this Halloween month? No. Yeah, not one because the new one comes out this week. Like, like by the time these people hear this show, it'll be tomorrow that it's out. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And sure. I am like super excited. I, I the hype has finally hit me, and I just realized like I didn't even watch any of the original films. Like, well, I need to watch some only, of them. You only need to watch the first one, considering this yeah. is a well, sequel I'm just forty years later. The fun, the funness of of going through the franchise. You know what I'm saying? Actually, I think I'm just gonna watch part five and then go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll probably, I'll definitely watch the first one. That like the day that I go, uh, for sure. I should actually wake up super early on that Thursday and watch as many as I can before I go see the movie. But yeah, well, well don't overdo it. And by the time you get to like, yeah. oh my god, I've watched too much Halloween. Fuck no, <laughs> no, 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 I don't get like that. Really, I don't know, man. Have you have you ever had that experience before where? You know, you're super excited and you're watching a you know a film that kind of fits into a franchise or something or whatever and and then you, you go and watch say like this happened to me. I, I think I've told the story before where uh, me and Dylan watched um the original Evil Dead film and right after it ended, like we literally drove down to the cinema and watched the remake. And we were both like, It was it was okay. I haven't watched it since I saw it in the Because it, it, it felt like we were directly comparing it at that point because we had just finished watching the original one. And did it that is, new version, did the uncut version come out? No, yeah. it's up for pre-order. Not yet. I'm definitely going to grab that. That fucking pisses me off. Why? It, well, the director he even said it. He's like, there's no other cut. This is my cut of the film, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just yeah. the lies, you know, it's, it's bullshit, but I'm, yeah, I'm but ha- that was his, just, that was his cut that, that is at the time that was his cut, but he had literally said that there was no other cuts. 
this is the cut of the film. He said this was the only well, cut the, of the film. The, he probably was unaware that there was another cut. <laughs> How could he you know, be unaware as the director? Because studios do that. They make their own cuts. Yeah, I get There's, it. But, like, but, but the studio story about that. But the studio cuts are rarely better than the director's cuts. Well, we don't know that this is better or not. Well, if it's called well, like the, the direct, unrated cut, the direct, you'd assume the studio cuts are generally the theatrical because it's, like we yeah. know that there was footage the that was shot that wasn't in the film because we there was a bunch of footage in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we know that there was, you know. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not mad stuff. at the fact that we're gonna get. I just hope it's worth, you know, all this hype and shit. I hope there's you know a little bit more gore. I don't know how it's even possible the movie's yeah. gory enough, but I don't know. Yeah. Any word on how much comes more out footage? On, comes out on October twenty third. Yeah, October. 23rd. Is there any? Is there any word on how much more footage is in this? Like minute. And what I'm pissed off about is like the spine is exactly the same as the other edition, so it's like you won't be able to tell the fucking difference between the two. It's fucking dickheads. Well, the, uh, leading back to the footage, why is 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 it a big deal? Is it's not like one minute? No, we already know what all. Yeah, is. because it's on the digital version. Yeah, they've. They, it's already been been seen by other people like oh, that's it was the released same in shit? the uk oh that's the yeah. same one. Oh fuck oh crazy yeah i thought it was going to be different just because that had already been outed yeah but it hadn't been released officially. It's never been on physical before it's yeah. only been on itunes but it has been seen though right yeah yeah yes okay so how, how much extra footage is that um i think there's a scene at the end with bruce campbell um there's uh, a little bit more gore i think mm-hmm and something out there's something else that's changed forget what it is is there any more is there scenes where they make the the main character less of a douche or what the girl the heroin addict <laughs> no the guy her brother uh, I can't remember. well they just need if they could just cut out the macgyver shit it'd be a perfect did you imagine that was the difference in the film they just cut out the <laughs> macgyver part <laughs> dude i remember yeah, seeing that, that movie back in the day when it was still midnight releases and not Seven o'clock. The theater was jam fucking packed. Dude, the Halloween is gonna be so packed, man. Oh yeah, I'm I'm hyped for it, man. Get it's to that in a great. second when we do box office. We're going to our best theater for it too. We decided to, you know, go go. We didn't want to take any risk of ha- going to a place where it would be bad, like uh, kids yelling and shit. So, <laughs> I watch it be the worst experience ever. I'll I'll literally kill someone. <laughs> that's that's the gamble you have when you go into a movie knowing it's going to be busy you, you know mm-hmm. it's kind of frustrating I, I actually don't mind going to cinemas that only have 10-12 people because you have less of a chance of having those aggressive morons that are doing their own commentary uh, see, and but here's the thing but with this movie it's like you have, to, you have to see it first because everyone is going to be fucking talking about it so it's like yeah and here's the thing also Jeremy and Moods uh, whenever you're in a big packed house yeah, there is people that react, but that's the fun part. If you're in a big packed well, house, there's me. some kid. There's some kid like laughing. Guaranteed, someone in there is gonna freak, right? Like because there's enough of everybody. Yeah, it's usually fucking me. Yeah. So the the <laughs> the worst situation is to go to a movie where there's not that many people and there's a group of kids because they they're probably not gonna act crazy if there's a big massive group they're gonna be like scared it usually doesn't happen like that though if there's only 10 people in the theater chances are there's not gonna be a group of like four that's when it always happens to it me. never <laughs> happens because those kids usually only go to like popular shit they don't go to the fucking you know some random horror film or whatever like hereditary it was like half full 
or less than half full, and that's where all those dickhead kids were. But you know, that's enough though. Half half a cinema is a lot of people. Well, it was less than half. I just said half. Yeah, um, but still, I mean. And then the strangers, there wasn't very many people in, and that one was that was the second worst experience. Well, maybe you need to stop going to that cinema or something, man. No, that's the one. That's the one. It's the same place every time. <laughs> it, it's Shitty. a piece of crap area. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Austin Austin from the Woodsboro Bros lives nearby there. Mm-hmm. Like, not directly there, but, you know, about this, a little bit closer than we do. And, yeah, it's just that area sucks. Fucking thing sucks. Shit. All right, well, let's uh, let's move this along and let's get into some... Box office brawl. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. We forgot Ding. to pick Goosebumps too, but Whatever. no So the right. last thing we did was Hellfest. Okay, Hellfest. A. No, we 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 talked about what happened already. Yeah, we already oh, okay. did that shit. Yeah, okay. so we're just going into Halloween. Too bad that movie's average. Anyway, Halloween. Opening up in 3,700 theaters. It's going up against nothing. Um, so it's the lone main release for the weekend of October 19th. Halloween, Blumhouse, 60 million. My guess right now, that's what's going to make 60 million. Wow, that's a big guess, dude. Yeah, he was looking at that article. I saw that shit too. I wasn't they said, they said as high as fucking 60 million probably. That was like the first thing I saw when I typed in Halloween and like projected up to 60 million. No, like, that's what I was always going to fucking guess. Really? Oh, fuck. Like I literally typed in it was like projected 60 million. I was like, holy fuck. That's pretty fucking high. Dude, it made 100 million. Yeah. This is fucking Michael Myers. Yeah, but... It had amazing. It's not going to do it numbers. I didn't no. say. No, the promotion for you, you kind of did though, dude. You the said pro- promotion this is fucking for- Michael Myers, yeah. like as if it's more important than it. I don't know. I, I mean, mean it it, it, it's it, it's a little bit of a toss up. It's a gamble. I mean, oh, it's gonna, I already know it's going to do well. It's not going to do in the twenties or thirty. It's going to do well. It's going to do high sixty million. Well, I don't know. I was going to say like somewhere around fifty, but I'm changing my answer now. But. You did say thirty seven. This is getting a fucking massive release. Which it was is, in four thousand, I think. Right? Which, which yeah, is I think the theater counts usually go up as the week goes on. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see it hit four thousand forty two hundred for sure. For sure. Yeah. So right there, we know it's you know it's going to have a little bit higher. Sixty million. Fuck. Well. No, mid nineties comes out this week. Yeah, limited though, which I means have. LA and New York. Mid- I have it. Which mm-hmm. one? Which one? Yeah, I think so. There's a there's a big standy poster for it for standy thing. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's coming this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say okay. I'm gonna say 48 million. Okay. Um. Should I go under Jeremy or over Jeremy? That's the question. I think over is it's a gamble, man. I I don't know. There's so many variables here that that are pros and I, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's not going against anything. It's in a massive amount of theaters. It's fucking Halloween. 
it has everything working for it. Is it going to make that much? I don't know. What 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 else? What has anything done like sixty lately in terms of horror? The non. What did it do? Uh, stand by. Yeah, the nun did pretty well. The nun did one minute. I thought it only made like forty or something. Uh, the nun opening weekend made fifty three million. Wow, dude. Okay, so that's how you gotta do way better than that, right? I, I thought it did about. Yeah, fuck, man. That's pretty All good. Right. Fifty three. F it. I'm going balls deep. Sixty one. I'm going to go 61. All right. <laughs> Fucking 61. What a dick. It's the price is right. Man. Anything under, he wins. Anything over, I win. Right? Well, yep. I mean, it comes in at fucking. I, I, I was if it comes go in at like 50, but like. It comes in at 52 or 53. That's me, man. Well. Because yeah, I'm I fucking mean, closest. Yeah. Yeah. But. Who cares about that? I don't know. We'll see. So Halloween, Jeremy said what? 60, 60 million. 60, 61, and 48. So, yeah, I mean. Dude, it's fucking Halloween. It's finally here, fellas. We've been talking about it for years. It's finally here. Yeah, because we went through the whole, the whole history of, like, Rob Zombie attached to it and then wasn't well not us but you know like during that time and then we went through the part where it was um todd farmer and patrick lucier who were doing it man one of the variables i never even mentioned was was jamie lee curtis yeah she's huge and i think a lot of people you know just having her in the film are gonna get their asses in the cinema man well we've seen the throughout history anytime she returns the numbers go up. Yeah, it doesn't always mean it's a great film. H2O, no. H2O is good. Fuck you. Yeah. You know Uh-oh. it is. Yeah. You know it is. Yeah. I hate all the H2O haters. H2O is one of the best <laughs> I don't series. hate H2O. I just... I, you know, you talk so highly of that ending, and I'm just like, that's one of the worst it's things for me. It's a great ending. I don't know. I, I don't like the execution of it, man. It's so emotional. Come, comes off cheesy to me. I don't know what it is, man. It, I've always thought it was cheesy, and I don't like to associate the word cheesy the with Halloween because really none of the movies are like cheesy, you know. Part three is. I don't think part. I don't think part three is cheesy. I think it's kind of mean spirited. They're it's killing che- fucking kids for the sake of killing kids. <laughs> Come they're on, killing kids, but it's also cheesy. It's like androids. Come on, androids, dude. No, that's cheesy. That's know. super 80s cheese. I don't, whatever. I mean, I guess your definition of cheese is different. I don't know. It's okay. But they're still killing kids at the end of the day. But, uh, yeah. Okay, 48, 60, and 61. Yeah, these are big numbers, man. These are really, really big numbers. And Hopefully it absolutely kills it and we get a new this Halloween. This is exciting, man. I mean, when, when was the last time in you know in theatrical film? Can we say that this is this the many first films, franchise film since 2010? 10. Eight years. So, like, this year in cinema, like, we've had some fucking heavy hitters, man. And currently, it has an 86... Now, this matters to people. 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. It, made, with, it matters to you, Jeremy, and we all no, know. No, it, it matters to a lot people. of people. Some people instantly go on Rotten Tomatoes and be like, well, I'm not skipping that one. I literally don't take that into 
consideration. Oh, but you all. have to. That's, that's, yeah. that's not how this game works. You have to think about what people are going to say, and the fact that it has fifty six fresh and nine rotten. Yeah, you could go out the gate with that. Yeah. And say like it's you know fresh, certified fresh. You know. Yeah, but do we expect it not to be certified fresh? Like um, all, all the other know. ones haven't been. Hereditary Besides, wasn't. I'm talking about oh. Halloween. Oh. Okay, I thought you were talking about theatrical films recently. No, not Halloween. Okay. Yeah, yeah. there was. A, yeah. There's not very many horror films that get certified fresh. Honestly, just a couple a year. Yeah, this year it's just been what Mandy. Hereditary. There was another one I seen in the, yeah Hereditary uh, Mandy. What I actually that never, motherfucker was still selling out the theater. I last never night. even looked at the Nun. How did the Nun do on? No, it was. It was yeah. like thirty percent. Okay, yeah, twenty six percent. I never check it, so I I don't know. I don't know. I don't check it, but honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Whenever I see that sticker on a DVD at Walmart or in the Red Box or something, I I usually am always interested because here's the thing: there's a lot of movies that are good that don't get certified fresh, but almost always when a movie is certified fresh, I also like it. So there's a lot that I like that aren't, but almost all the ones that are I like as well. Seriously, I've not had a situation where I don't like a film that's certified fresh. Yeah. I can't wait to see mid-90s. Yeah, that'll be cool. So that's box office brawl. All righty, so moving along here. Uh, we got something a little bit different this week. We haven't done this in a long time. I couldn't even tell the listeners out there when the last time we actually answered questions. Does anybody have an idea? We had one question. No, no, no. We had a question, uh, probably like four or five shows ago, um, that somebody sent in through the Patreon. It was about those three movies that me and Jeremy hadn't seen. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, this is different because there's actually questions one a piece here. Um, so this is, yeah, this is cool. I, we haven't done this in such a long time. So, um, JP, you want to read off the questions or, yeah. for, or whatever? So this was, um, through the Patreon. We have a, we have a section. It's super cheap. If you just want to support us, you know, you could also ask us some questions, um, and we're guaranteed to answer them. You could ask us questions without paying us too, but you know, <laughs> I can't guarantee that we'll get to them. Um, but if you go through the Patreon, we'll, we'll absolutely answer them. And James actually, uh, is a pa- long time patron and he's normally asking us to watch movies, but this time he was like, Hey, I'm gonna cut you guys some slack, which I know Jeremy appreciates and <laughs> not have you guys watch movies, but just ask a question. And I'm all for that. Um, I like getting the movie picks too, but I like answering questions as well. So the first question is. As, this one's for me. It says, uh, as you've alluded to in the past, you sounded like you were quite different in your younger years. Uh, a bit of a badass, question mark. <laughs> what was the turning point that changed you into the lo- lovable, laid-back movie connoisseur you are now? A bit I of appreciate- a badass? It was it, No, he's just Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> I, appreciate you, I appreciate you saying that I'm lovable <laughs> and laid-back because I think a lot of people don't see me that way for sure, but Anyway, um, I think he's a little... I love you. No, it's because we know you personally, man. You're a dick, dude. (laughs) I'm not really. Kind of. Kind of. I'm honestly, 
and this is the truth. I think I'm one of the nicest people ever. And on top of that, I also am the most forgiving person out of all of us. You guys have all had beefs with people, whether it's Shankle or uh, JPR <laughs> or me or other podcasters or anything. I've literally been cool with everybody, even the annoying people I've been cool with. I I seriously am one of the easiest people to get along with That's one in, of the a, big, in a that, serious way. That's a difference between, well, me and you at least, is that I don't really like people in general. <laughs> so I, I try. But you seem like you do. That's what's so weird when you say that. <laughs> well, I mean, if I do have a beef, I'm just like, well, fuck you then, man. Like, whatever. But yeah. Like, you know, look just, back, look back to the Jesse thing, the Danny thing, all that stuff. I, was, I was pretty much out of that stuff the entire time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm pretty easy to get along with, mm-hmm. and I don't really have. Well, I'm, 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 try, I'm more or less the peacekeeper. I always tell you guys, I'm like, just let it go, dude. Like, am I not that guy that's always like, anytime someone says something that annoys one of you guys, I'm like, just let it go. You forgot about like, that other douchebag that was part of that Jesse Danny thing. Who? That no good son of a bitch. Oh, David K. David K. Yeah, I remember David K. <laughs> but you just yeah, uploaded that's... a video. I saw it popped up on my feed. I was like, up oh, unsubscribe. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that like I come off wrong sometimes, but I'm actually pretty nice. Um, <laughs> but I've, but mended, I think I've mended with lots of yeah. people I've had beef with too in the past. Like me and yeah, Danny, like Danny. Me and Danny talk yeah. all the time and. Yeah, you know, I've I mean, been talking. It is, but the thing is, the the difference between me, I think, if you had a beef with someone, like you'd probably, go, me, you would probably go out of your way maybe to like hem it. Where I just don't give a shit, right? I'm just <laughs> like whatever. Like I'll just move along with my life. Like I don't dwell on it, and I don't. No, you're back definitely to not it. a dweller. And you I don't, don't, it's like you almost don't even notice it. Yeah, and you're I, just not gonna go out of your way to make to smooth it over. No, exactly, and that's just the difference in personalities. I'm just like whatever, you know. I'll just move along to the next thing and and just continue with life. So. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I think he's talking about the fact I, I don't know how much I've talked about this in the past or whatever. But, yeah, I was kind of like a really, really one. I was just a really bad kid when I was growing up. Um, pretty, pretty good to, in terms of like to my parents and stuff. But like, you know, getting in trouble, skipping school, getting in fights partying smoking weed doing crack drinking beers 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 you know i was a skateboarder a little bit of a rebel and and shit like that and i i like i got into a lot of fights when i was in in middle school and high school i'd been suspended probably like 30 times and uh i also was one of those people that like would mess with people like severely you know like just whatever it was about them i would like i guess you could say you know pick on them but like i would you know, make fun of whatever there's fucking shoes or something. You know what I mean? Like if they had, if they were wearing skate shoes and they weren't skateboarders, I would call them posers or something like that. Or if this person had bad danger, if I'd call them like, you know, flakes or something like that, <laughs> that's actually a true story. There's this dude named Getty and he had like a very bad medical skin condition where his ha- hair, his shoulders were covered in danger for all the time. And we would call him, you know, flakes. Um, and we used to we used to like mock him and be like, oh, dude, we're going to start a show called like instead of um, pit my ride. It's like pit my classmate or something, which sounds kind of different. But we and we're like, we're, we're going to 
We were gonna G you up, you know. We we're gonna. Bad about hanging out with me. Stuff. Shut up, Scott Malkinson. I'm Scott Malkinson. I've got a lisp and I've got diabetes. Yeah, <laughs> Scott <laughs> Malkinson. Yeah. I so, know that. Um, I got a lisp and I got diabetes. That's what JP was like back then. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like stuff like that. And there was this kid named Ronnie that was really quiet. And we'd always, I'd always say that he was like. Um, doing coke or something like that because he'd always go in the same bathroom stall and I don't know started a rumor that he's doing coke for some reason um, and you know I would just like rap I, like we, we would go over to kids at like lunch the lunch table and like just freestyle diss them the whole time and they just sit there and take it <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> you know what I mean or or like make fun of the video game kids even though I like video games um, and you know just stuff like that I don't know I was a dick um i like i i was just not nice i guess i was just i, I wouldn't say i was a bully i was just because i'm too Answer small the to fucking be question what do you mean that's the that's the fucking textbook definition of bully no no no, no. <laughs> a bully a bully is so i feel like a bully is more physical no uh, way man no yeah way. dude bullies are physical dude, if, if you're no that's bullshit man more bullying comes from in the you know in the mental area than physical for nah. sure, man. For sure it does, dude. I don't know, dude. Making fun of somebody. Them. I mean, most bullies are insecure themselves. No, That's I'm not why they ma- bully. I'm not ma- making fun of them. I'm messing with them. There's different. There's yeah, but, different. But, I mean, I mean, it's still kind of bullying, though. You fucking it, flakes. But flakes is pretty funny, though. <laughs> that shit well, that, that was probably the more ruthless. Most of the stuff was not mean. Like, yeah. that was mean, right? That's something that's, that guy couldn't change about himself. Like, just rapping and dissing to somebody is just like, you know, that's just fucking messing with them. But, yeah, that was actually mean. I do admit that. But my thing is, like, I just was, like, very aggressive in my comedic side of of uh, of school. Like, the comedy, like, the fun socializing part of school. I was really aggressive in it. And I was always, like, trying to outdo the next person who was doing whatever funny and that was just how it was. But, you know, as I got older, I, I started, like, you know, moving away from all that stuff. I didn't go out and party anymore. I was – some of these guys know – these two might know some history. But I, I was getting really close to getting in some bad trouble and things like that. And I sort of pumped the brakes on it. Um, one of the things that actually helped me was watching football and sports. Um, I started staying in and watching sports instead of going out. And, um, at this point I was like homeschooled and everything, like everything was falling apart. Um, but I just stopped going out. Stop. That's literally one. That's what literally probably like, you know, could have saved my life or whatever. It was just, I just stopped going out and I started focusing on like horror and different things that I was into. And that's around when I started the YouTube channel, like shortly after that. And if you and, haven't, please go to youtube.com slash double shot J oldest first and watch his legendary Hellraiser review. Oh, my reviews. But it, I I think the biggest thing is I started looking at the world differently where I was like, well, I don't know this person. I don't know their history. I don't know what kind of like problems they've had or where they've come from or how their family life is. So I'm not going to judge that person. That's that's really what it came down to is just being a little bit more considerate for other people and and uh, not not being so harsh and you know I still make fun of people 
like you guys, but <laughs> you know, not like, but more so my friends than strangers. Like I'm not going to make fun of a stranger or anything. Um, just my friends. But that's kind of what I think he was getting at. Like why I stopped being like that. I just, you know, Joe Rogan. I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts and speaking of Joe Rogan, Roseanne my, this week. Excellent. Yeah. I opened my mind up, became very open-minded to different things, different ideas, concepts, just the world in general and definitely definitely just stopped hanging out with people that were going to go down a bad road like a lot of a lot of people that I used to hang out with are full-blown heroin addicts now you know what i mean it's just ooh bad bad stuff you know so that's my question um this is Jeremy's question <clears throat> you seem to buy a lot of films you'll never watch. Why? Mm-hmm. Do you plan to one day watch them, or is it for resale? No, I don't resell anything, pretty much. Uh, let's see. When I go to a store, even when I collect video games, it's all about the hunt of finding stuff and finding movies and stuff like that. I mean, if I didn't go out and hunt for movies, my life would be even more miserable than he, what it is. He'd just be sitting on the couch next to his mom's watching mm-hmm. Golden Girls. Yep. Good show. That's- so if I go somewhere and I go to, let's say, Family Video, and there's a film that I could get for $1.50, and I've already wasted gas and time and energy going out there, why would I not just fucking end up just paying the dollar fifty and getting the movie, even if I'm never gonna watch it? We all talk about our collections, you know. Uh, 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 we all have huge collections, and uh, you know, it, I don't spend that much money on these movies, so I don't really see like, oh, it's a big deal if I spend a dollar on a film because I'm not spending it on booze or cigarettes or pot or drugs or anything else along those lines. I spend definitely not buying bucks. weed. He called it pot. <laughs> I spend twenty-five to thirty dollars a month on movies when I go out and hunt for stuff. And if I ever wanted to sell them, I could probably get triple that. Even if I get three dollars a piece for some of these, I'm still ahead. So I just buy stuff when I see it, or I go and I read the back of the box, and it sounds interesting. And it's only a dollar fifty. You can't even go to Redbox anymore and rent a fucking movie for a dollar fifty a night. So it's like, why would I rent yeah, something crazy. when I could just go and buy it for the same price? Even doing it on VOD, it's three ninety nine. I could just wait and go to Family Video and buy it for a dollar fifty in a few weeks, or even buy it for five bucks when it's still relatively new compared to you know doing VOD or something. So. I just buy stuff and, you know, I put it on the shelf and I'll probably never watch it. But if I do want to watch it, I have the chance to watch it. And that's why I buy stuff. So so here, here's the thing, too, because I, I kind of wanted to jump in on this question a little bit. So many people are concerned with the, the idea of wasting money, right? Wasting money. It's such a big deal to people, right? But is it wasting money no, if it's passing time? If it. it's not even that, if it's worthless, right? Let's say you'll never do anything with it and it's just going to rot. Is it a waste of money if you were entertained by it, if you had fun doing it? No, it's not a waste of money. It's a hobby. And I know Moods is with me on that. Like, the, yes. th- there's it, films in my collection that I'll, I'll probably never get to. Do I, in my head though, the difference is I actually think that I am going to watch everything in my collection one day. 
as ludicrous as that sounds. But here's the thing, man. Money is replaceable. It's different if you're out there spending money on drugs or, you know, doing damage to people around you or yourself. If all your bills are paid and you, you know, have gas in the tank and food in the fridge and all that, all the stuff, what does it matter what you spend your money on? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. I, it, just because you're not putting it in a savings account and building up all this money for who cares? If you want, if you work for your money, if you get your money yourself, why why not spend it however the fuck you want? If if you throw it in the river, who cares? It's your money and if it's entertaining to you, if you have fun throwing it in a river, then it's everybody's too concerned with the idea of I oh, I don't want to look like an idiot for spending, you know, twenty dollars on this on this movie when I could have put it saved it for something down the road or something. You know what I mean? People are too concerned with that. Yeah, because people are concerned about themselves and like they don't realize what makes other people happy and stuff, right? Yeah. See, like the what people makes get me really happy? judgy, like, oh, you wasted all that money on that collection. Yeah, dude, I've had so many people. People still say that to me every time I show them a picture. People say that <laughs> shit to me all the time, like, oh, man, like, do you ever regret buying all those, those albums? And I'm like, no. That's what makes me happy. I enjoy the collection. I enjoy the hunt of it and stuff. I'm like, you may enjoy buying flavorings for your fucking popcorn. Maybe you collect those. I don't fucking judge. I don't give it's a shit what fun. you spend your money. You know, I found all these rare movies, you know, yeah. well, back in the day, you know, I found Evil Ed and Fright Night 2 and Cannibal and all these movies that are hard to find. Just by, you know, yeah, you're, you're coming and, from a different side, too, though, because yeah. th- I don't really do that. Like, I'm not out there hunting for things like I go to Walmart and buy shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, obviously, if I am out there and I see something, well, all of us collectors are different. All of us are collectors are different. Like, you don't you don't give a shit about going after outer print stuff. But that's I kind do, of the, that's but the, I just don't. It's not my main goal. Yeah, exactly. You know right. I mean? And some people it is. And that's the thrill that they get from collecting and, and trying to find that hidden gem and stuff. It's like digging in the crates, man. You know, like producers and shit. Buy, you go through all this. I you're trying to find. What's that? Let's. I, I was gonna say if, but when I do go see stuff that's rare or cool, or I'm at a like Goodwill and there's some cool stuff, I do get an adrenaline rush. I'm like, like oh, I've been shit. looking for what you know, Clown House for what four years now. I've been to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stores over the four years. I've never seen a copy. Probably never will. But there is that chance you walk into that one place and there it is for a buck or two. You know what? And then you get that rush, like, oh, finally, I've been looking for this fucking movie for. That's like when I found Cannibal on eBay. I was looking for that movie for two and, and years. And people, people don't get that either. They're like, well, why don't you just watch it online? Yeah. It's like, it's not about that. I can watch it online. In fact, I have watched it. Every time about that time, I was playing poker at my house, and this guy was already, I didn't really know him that well and shit. And he, I was like, he's kind of looking at my movies this years ago, and he's like, you know, you can just get those online, right? And I just like bursted out laughing. I'm like, dude. I, I'm not even going to sit here and explain myself. It's man. a can get a lot mo- of them, but but mo- most importantly, it's a hobby. It's what yeah. we do to pass time. It's what we enjoy. That's the quick I enjoy looking it. at my collection. It's good atmosphere. Like I think I was talking to Mike the other day or something, and something came up, and I was thinking about like um, Mike Merriman. But I was thinking about like how I love this room. Like it's cool. It's there's posters everywhere. It's what I like. I'm surrounded by the shit that I like. Yeah, there's some weird DVDs here that I'm probably not going to watch anytime soon. Like Detention and what's this one? Uh, you should watch fucking, Detention. It's fun. Ebola Zombies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Entrance. Like Forget Me Not. There's some movies here that I'm probably not going to get to anytime soon. But um, I like. I, I have fun buying them. It's fun to me and. 
and I do watch a lot of them, you know. So once I get to them, and it's it, the, sometimes I have some like this year for 31 days, I there's tons of movies I have in my collection that I've not watched. I made it a point to watch only stuff that I've not seen before, not or not open, not watched the DVD before, and. You know, it's fun. I, I'm seeing a lot of cool stuff and different things that I've been meaning to get to forever. But it's a hobby at the end of the day. That's what's most important, man. It's not a waste of money if you were entertained by it. Yeah, dude. I mean, everyone has different hobbies. Some people build model cars and planes and shit like that. Like, I'm not into that, but I'm not going to be like, hey, dude, you know, you can just buy a plane ticket and go fly on West or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm not going to go tell somebody that shit. I'm like, you spend or like cosplayers, you, you know, spend they spend 200... all this money on costumes and they build their own shit and stuff like that. Yeah. And a lot of people think it's weird that these people, it dress is like this, but I don't, I, I, I don't care. It's weird to me, but it's not weird to them. They have a blast. Yeah. And that, and that's where, that's what my point is. I mean, a lot of people are like, man, you know, it's, it's weird that you collect all these. I'm like, not really dude. You know, it's not weird. It, to yeah. me. This is what it's just not weird to me. You know, so that's what matters. It's just fun, dude. It's it's a good time. Like I'm happy I'm a collector. Granted, I don't. When I first started, I spent hundreds of dollars all the time, like massive amounts of money. Like Jeremy was always more towards the cheap side. I just bought whatever. But now I don't buy as much. But it's partially because my collection's really big now, and it's it's you know harder to. It, I don't have as much space, but I still buy things. Like I I pretty much spend you know. Um, 30, 30 like bucks a month. Buy maybe. as much because you get weeks. everything for fucking free. <laughs> well, that too. I do get a lot more free stuff too for review, yeah. but yeah. um, not lately actually, not too much. But um, I still buy VHS and stuff because I just let it's fun. I go to Goodwill and it's like, oh, this is a dollar. This is cool. A Texas Chainsaw Massacre on VHS. This this will look cool on the shelf. And um, talk about space killers. Holy shit! Yeah, right, VHS is some space killers. I'm yeah. not talking about. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just good. St- it's just good fun. And that, I think a lot of people miss that. A lot of, some people only collect their favorite films, right? They only want their favorite films to rewatch, right? Which is fine. Some yeah, people want to collect everything they can get their hands on that is cheap, like Jeremy, right? Like anything, like all these cheap horror titles that he found at family video. And that's cool too. Some people like me is a mix between um you know the the stuff i grew up with plus the new stuff uh plus the cheap stuff plus you know whatever i could get really you know i I like doing that and and i like the additions i'm 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 about the additions too i like cool additions of like special screen Mm -hmm. factories pieces pieces um like i just got cat in the brain uh the grindhouse releasing i don't even like cat in the brain that much it was okay but i was like man that's a cool ass addition to cat in the brain and I was like, I want that. And it's awesome. It glows in the dark. It's fucking cool. Um, but then I might watch it on Blu-ray because I had it on DVD. And I might get a new respect for it on the second watch. So it's – I just love collecting. I never I, – some people told me that they look at their collection and are like, man, I could have bought like a car with all this or something. I've never once looked at my collection and was like, man – Maybe yeah, that's that's <laughs> no, but I live my life without regrets, man. I do. I know exactly what I'm doing when I buy all these albums and all these movies and shit. You know, it's just I I know what it. If I like, think I back, what it, it's, it's kind of funny. It's kind of collection funny to me. would be. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of funny to me actually because like I try not to really think. About, I mean, if you put it in perspective, you're like man, dude, like if all this price, like you spend like eight hundred thousand dollars on shit. It's like holy fuck, dude, and that's ridiculous. But you know. 
when I That's really when I really expect my you know extend my thoughts on it, I'm like, dude, I've never regretted one day of it. So why would yeah, I think I, back on the I total and dwell on what I've spent? Collection. I've yeah. never looked at it and been like, man, I could have used this money somewhere else. But you want to know why? Every once if in a while, you need the money. You just fucking sell them. And That's dude, the thing. I was just going to say that. I was going to be like, and these actually do hold their value. That's one thing. We don't even, that that wasn't part of my argument. I was just saying, even if they were worth nothing, it doesn't matter. But in fact, they do hold their value. If I resold everything, yeah, it would take a while, but I can resell everything for at least three times what I paid for it. At, le- at very least. Mm-hmm. Right? At very least. Like every one of these titles is worth more now than what I paid for it probably. Um, or at least, you know, close to equal. Uh, but of House of the Devil, I was looking at the Blu-ray today on Amazon. It just popped up and it's like, that fucking thing's on, it's, I guess it's out of print now. It's selling for like 30 bucks now. It's like, things like that. We just have. Yeah, I mean, I have some, good, like Vincent Price Volume 1 box set. Ooh, that's a What's good What's that sell for now? Like I got 200, sealed coffee. 200. Man, yeah. I have so many albums and CDs and shit that are worth so much money because genre music I listen to, a lot of the stuff doesn't get repressed. And it's not like movies where shit gets repressed by different companies, blah, blah, blah. No, it never gets repressed. So all these original copies are worth so much. Like you go into Discogs and you're like, holy fuck, dude. It's just insane. Like I can make so much money, but that's not what it's about at all. Yeah. Well, to follow that up, let me just ask your question. Uh, he said, Moods, you've put so much money, time, and effort into your movies, uh, watching and collecting. Uh, them do you see yourself slowing down at any point and do you fear one day waking up and thinking i can't be bothered anymore no no um like i said before i live my life without regrets and i'm not gonna wake i mean i can't say for sure one day wake up when i'm you know in 10 years or 15 years or something be like fuck fuck am i doing with myself you know kind of thing i can't guarantee that's not going to happen i truly believe in my heart it's not going to happen though right and you know I've been I've been buying music since '88. Well, and it's stay too- tuned to episode 473 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast <laughs> to find out if Moods wakes up one day and goes, "Damn it!" You know, <laughs> you know, it's been it's been 30 years since you know it's like the 30 year anniversary of collecting music and shit, and and I've never looked back. I've never I buy more now than I did years ago. Like I literally have a 500 album update, maybe more, and. You know, I, I just, I just never, I hunt every single day, constantly movies. I buy more music than I buy movies right now. It, it's weird. Like it just depends on what I'm looking for and stuff. But, um, to answer the question, no, I don't, I don't worry about it. I don't think twice about it. You know, I have support on it for my wife. Like she doesn't look at me and be like, you're in fucking insane. You're stupid. Get the fuck out of my house. You spend too much money. No, it's like, she loves it. She loves coming into the studio. She loves going to the movie room. She sometimes goes in there. And just looks. She tells me this when I'm not around. I'm like, that's kind of weird and creepy. <laughs> but <laughs> but she enjoys it. She sees the joy I get out of it. So she doesn't bark. She doesn't butt into it and tell me not to do otherwise because she enjoys it too. You know, and that's what it's about, man. We just talked yeah, about the joy we get thing, out of it. It's my thing, dude. It's what I do. And like, you know, some people, you know, they look down and say, like, man, you got a lot of posters, a lot of things. I'm like, yeah, but that's just part of it, you know? You know, I like to feel comfortable in my surroundings, so I'm going to surround myself with the things that I, that I like, and that's what I do. And I have no regrets. I just don't ever think twice about it. And money, like JP said, we we've talked about this many times. Money is replaceable. You can always go get more money, mm-hmm. right? And that's the way I look at it. You know, that's why we work and stuff. And 
Yeah. So Yep, that's I'm the same way, dude. I've always always money does not define me, man. It's it's replaceable. Nope. I I don't let it ruin run my life. Like, yeah, I have to have a job. Yeah, I work 45, 50 hours a week or whatever. I'm cool with that. That's just part of of living, you know. But in terms of like not spending money and holding it for one day whenever I'm Scrooge McDuck and I'm old as fuck and don't care about anything. No, fuck that. I'm going to enjoy my money. <laughs> yeah, man, we live once. You might as well be happy while you're doing it. You know, I don't yeah. understand these people that like penny pin. They don't spend a dime on anything. They're the same people that don't understand, you know, hobbies like and collectors and things. Well, they're, they're the same people that really don't understand hobbies. And they don't do anything. They just, you know, they, I, I know people who won't even go out for dinner, you know, things like that. They yeah. spend, they, they save every fucking dime. And I'm like, what for? I'm like, dude, you are afraid of flying. You're not even going to go on a goddamn holiday with your fucking money. So yeah. what are you going to do? Take your shit to your grave? Dude, you live once. I know it's cliche to say it, but you might as well enjoy the life that you're living. So, and that's what we do. That's what we all do. You know, and, and yep. this is what makes us happy. And this, you know, it, it's just insane to me that people can be so miserable and save every dime. Like what for? Don't feel guilty about buying something for yourself that you want. Like what's the point of being, you know, you retire 65, 70 years old and all of a sudden you have like all this, like, what are you going to do? Why not enjoy it when you're younger too? Yep. I mean, I'm not saying 70 is the end of the world, you know, kind of thing. You know, there's a lot of young 70 year olds out there, but the point is you might as well enjoy the ride there. I just don't get it. Be miserable, man. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, don't pay your fucking electric bill and go out and buy movies either. Like obviously you got to take care of life is always first. Life is always first, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, and some people don't have the luxury either. Like some people have like four kids and, you know, have a mortgage and all this stuff and they, they don't have money to spend on DVDs and Blu-rays. That's fine too. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying if those are my favorite uh, comments, those are my favorite comments when people comment on my shit and they're like, man, it must be nice to live at home with your parents and not pay rent and shit. And I'm like, dude, I'm 38 and married. I know it's awesome. I'm like, it is pretty, it is pretty awesome. I'm like, I'm like, I'm 30. I've done it for a long time. (laughs) I'm like, I'm 38 married with kids and you know, a house with a mortgage and new vehicle. Like, no, I, this is, this is how I live. I've had people arguing like, nah, you're a fucking liar. I'm like, not really. I have a business team. <laughs> like whatever. I don't really care. You know, it doesn't bother me one bit. I'm just like, it just cracks me up when people assume that it's pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, if I could, if I could be in your guys, Oh, I'd take that in a second, man. <laughs> You're Times have changed. It's not really frowned upon as much anymore as it was in like the eighties. I was talking to that about my, with my dad. Cause my mom's, you know, my mom's pretty chill. My dad has a very old, old, you know, put on your boots and fucking go work kind of uh, mindset. So when I went into the art, you know, working in the arts, you know, it's pretty, uh, uh, you know, I it took some convincing to him that that's what I was going to do. But how many times uh, did your dad call you a fag? Oh, not that many. Not that. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's the kind of guy, you know, you go own a business and work 50 hours a day. I mean, I do work a lot of hours more than he does. Fifty hours a day. That was fifty hours a day. That was the mentality I came from. That was the same mentality I came from, man. Like my dad grew up like that. My my grandpa was hard as fuck, and my dad was brutal on me. And I tried to explain to him, like, oh, this kids, this generation. You know, luckily I was, I was lucky, and I got scholarships and stuff like that. That I didn't. I'm not in debt or anything like that. But, yeah, dude, I work well, with kids, somebody. Kids leave school now and they're in debt oh and my they God, can't dude. afford I work with somebody like that. 
So they this so they live at home longer now because they can't afford to live on their own. So they just live at home longer now than what they did back in the day. And I try to fucking tell them that. I mean, luckily I'm I don't cause any problems. You know, I just I work when I can and I'm trying to move up and it's a hard business that I'm in. But I just you know, I, I try my best and I'm saving money. I have a lot of a pretty good substantial chunk of change in the bank. So if I ever well not when I do move out, I have enough money that I could at least live for you know a year or two. Yeah, with nice Let me ask yeah. you something: Do you have a Do you have a goal? Do you have a game plan? Like, do you have a a time set for you know? I want to be out of my well. Parents you want to finish your you want to finish your what you got, you a certain amount of days or whatever hours you have to yeah, work. Yeah, until doing. I like until I start to move up and make more money. Or I think my folks, when my mom's mom dies, they said they're probably going to move somewhere warm. So. When that happens, I'll probably leave, but, you know, that could be forever. But like I said, I don't cause any problems. I think my mom would probably lose her mind. If yeah, how I rowdy left. do you get watching reruns of Golden Girls with your mom? That, that's insane. It's not that. It's just like, oh, I help her, you know, oh, my phone isn't working or what's wrong with the TV or this and that or whatever, you know, help that I help her with with technology that I think if I left – They'd be like, oh, fuck. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm here until they kick me out. And even if I do, you know, my commute sometimes living 45 minutes outside of Chicago. Well, all power uh, to you, man, that you can handle living with your parents because, you know, when I turned – actually, the day I graduated, my parent, my dad told me I need to start paying rent. And I was like, well, if that's the case, then I'm going to fucking move out and live under my own Yeah, because then you could do whatever the fuck you want. Well, that was the like, problem. I'm not like, going to pay rent and then follow all your rules Well, that was shit. the thing. And I was like – and we never got along growing up. So I was like, fuck this, man. I'm out of here. So I, that's when I moved to Vancouver went to school. You know, I, the same shit happened to me. I got out of school. I was in debt big time because of student loans and shit. I didn't have any grants because I fucked around in high school. But then again, it was a private – Even harder now, Art dude. school. I like went to an art school. Now? Yeah, dude. It, it, it's so much more brutal now. I mean – I paid like, you know, 30 grand for two years, you know, and, you know, five years later, it was like fucking 30 grand a year kind of thing. Kids just got, they're getting so fucked on tuition now and shit, but it totally makes more sense why people are living at home because they can't afford to live on their own and pay these bills. Yeah, and, and then, shit. you know, people leave and depending on what degree they had, you know, if there's no jobs in the field that they had. Or if you they know, just don't like it. I've seen like that happen too. Yeah. Yeah, it was a time I, I fucking just bad, bad time. I mean, I graduated right after 9-11. Sure, I've told the story before. There was no fucking jobs in Vancouver at all because the entertainment industry was destroyed from the whole border shit that was going on and stuff. And that was a bad fucking time in my life, man. That's, you know, I've told the story where I sold off my, my tables because I DJed and my vinyl. And like, I, ha- I needed money, dude. Like, I couldn't go to my parents. You know, they probably would have given it to me, but I was just, I'm that person, man. <laughs> I won't ask for anything. I never have. My brother's like that. Like, I think he's hurting yeah. right now pretty bad and he has too much pride and he would never that's, ask. That's the thing. And my parents know that me too. And like my mom years later even said, she's like, man, it must've killed you to sell your tape. Like I sold my tech 12s. They, they don't make him anymore, you know? Yeah. And I sold all my vinyl and shit. And like all that stuff was original. It just, even to this day, it still kills me. That's the only regret in my entire life I have was that decision I had to make. But at the same time, I knew I had to because I would have been homeless. I had no money. I had nothing. It was fucking scary. And being a 
pride, you know, person full of well, pride. Well, look like, at where I you could... are now, dude. It all it all was worth it. But you know, the way I look at it and the way Aaron said, we was, you know, we were talking about this, you know, a couple years ago and she said, you know, I think that's the thing that made you stronger and I'm like, I never thought of mm-hmm. it like that. And I pulled right yeah. through it and I actually turned myself and paid off all my bills and, you know, and got back on my feet and shit. And it took a few years, but it just takes that kind of event to make yourself humble. Like my brother, yeah. you know, he was, he was pretty successful entrepreneur, just always doing what he can to make money. And he had a lot of money. And when all that money started to go away and, you know, now I don't think he's has as much money as what he had. Now he's having, you know, having to refigure out what to do. I think it's just, I luckily I haven't had that uh, experience because I don't I don't know if I how well I'd be able to handle that mentally because I think I'd fucking it would wreck me <laughs> being in a situation like that. So I don't know. Real life talk going on right now. Yeah, it's tough, man. Shots it's of the, and yeah, we got like super serious, man. But um, it's good though. We never really talk about that kind of stuff. So no, we yeah. Don't. Props to James for the questions. Good stuff, Emmy. Yeah, it was a good conversation, man. But you know, to answer the question, no regrets, man. No regrets. Yeah. So that was the questions. Good stuff. Bonus review. All right. So moving along here. First up, before we get into the featured reviews, we are going to get into a bonus review sent to us by Mark Laham, I believe. Yeah. I think so. And yeah, obviously a Patreon pick. And it is a film from 2004 titled Dead Man's Shoes. This is a film from the UK. England. Yeah, yep. from, from the UK. Um, it's not a horror film. This is more, more of, of like a, a revenge. thriller, revenge thriller. Yeah, it's like revenge. Basically, yeah, it's like a crime. Yeah, revenge thriller, I would say. So let's get into the synopsis here. Uh, a disaffected soldier returns to his hometown to get even with the thugs that brutalized his mentally challenged brother years ago. Yeah. What so, a great fucking movie. Jesus Christ. So I, I think... Oh, it's so good. So I had one of those weird kind of things happen today. Like, I got about 35, 40 minutes of this movie, and I realized I'd seen it before. Okay, because I was about to say, I saw on your letterbox it said Moods has rewatched Dead Man's Shoes. Yeah. I thought you said you didn't see it. So I had, like, yeah, when we had, you know, when I saw the title and read the song, I was like, okay. And then I didn't recognize it as, you know, 30. And then all of a sudden there was a scene in the film where our main character here is back to back with his mentally challenged brother and they're having this, like, really deep conversation. I was like, holy fuck, I've seen this movie before. And then everything just kind of clicked for me. I was like, okay, I remember this movie now. So I'd probably rented it back in 2004, you know, back in the day when there was actually movie stores. Yeah. <laughs> and completely had just forgotten about this one. But yeah, I'd seen this movie before. That's just crazy. That doesn't happen to me very often where I get that far into a film and I'm like, damn, dude, I've seen this. <laughs> I guess it's bound to happen after watching 10 million films. But um, yeah, you know, I had to watch this one online because I didn't own it. And it was really frustrating because they usually use this one website to watch films. Why didn't you ask me, dude? I would have gave you the link. Uh, yeah, well, okay, uh, I had yeah. a 1080p Blu-ray. <laughs> Crazy, but anyways, so I was watching on there, and it was the server was super choppy, and it was like you know buffering, and this is bullshit. So I went and found another link for it, but unfortunately, the subtitles that it had was in Spanish, 
<laughs> and like the accents on, on yeah. these people, like sometimes these movies are easier to understand than others. The accents are really, really tough. So I was just like, put my headphones on and I was like really paying attention. It was crazy. I just haven't had an experience that, like that's that what in a I, while. So. I told that to Jeremy. I was like, it's like a tag of the block thing these motherfuckers are saying. <laughs> um, I actually own this film. Um, Danny actually oh. gave me this film. Crazy. It's been on my wish list for like three years. Like, no joke. I had never heard of it. Yeah. But, so, all right, Jeremy. I think what I like, like about this movie is the fact that he, the amount of fear that he puts in these fucking guys are, like, it's so freaking good. Like, the scene where they go to confront him at his house and the, the guy goes and the thing happens to that guy's head, whatever, I don't want to ruin it. The amount of fear that that guy puts in these characters without pretty much doing anything, it's just all a mind game, is it's amazing. It's really well done, and it's really, I think with something like that, you have to act in a certain way, have a group of actors that could pull off. I mean, some of these guys are a little bit annoying, but I think that kind of uh, uh, carries out their characters. I saw it a little bit differently. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, so the, our main character here is, you know, he just come back from war or whatever. He was in the army. Yep. And eventually these characters figure out who he is. Mm-hmm. And I it think doesn't take that long. Actually. It doesn't really because there's a scene where he confronts this guy in like a diner. And yeah. he just he just walks. He's like, you fucking he calls him a cunt. And the guy's like, what yeah. the fuck? And like instantly the guy's surprised as hell because anybody, you know, that comes up to you and calls you a cunt, screams at you, calls you a cunt. You're probably going to be a little bit, uh, you know, hesitant to react to that. You know, so he's a little bit freaked out and shit. Um, eventually, they figure out who exactly this guy is. He's the brother, this mentally challenged person that they bullied and shit like that. But, you know, the way. I think the fear comes from the fact of what what the, they know what they have done to this brother, mm-hmm. right? And he's once they figure out that he's there, it doesn't really take much to infuse the fear into their into their minds and their heart because they know that this guy means shit. He's fucking batshit crazy because he's come mm-hmm. back from the war, and they know right away that he's off a little bit, right? And combining that with what they have done. I mean, wouldn't you be fucking freaked out too? It's not so much exactly what he's doing, but I did have a little bit of a problem with the scene. Like, I I always have problems in revenge films when the person getting revenge just doesn't do it straightforward. When they go out of their way to play mind games and, and, you know, to get into psychological areas with, you know, in this case, he's, you know, spray painting people's hair and their jackets and leaving notes on the walls and shit, but... The one scene I have a problem with is the very first um, one where the dude's up in the apartment, he called a cunt, and he's telling his friends about this shit, and he starts fucking with them. How in the fuck did he get in the apartment? Because this Climb is, through the window. I know. I get that. But how did he do it? Because it's like a story up or, sto- or a story or two up. So what did he... He scaled the wall. Like in my head, I thought it was like an apartment complex. <laughs> but he, mm-hmm. yeah, but it was clearly upstairs. So even if he was a story up, the windows. No, elevated. that's what I'm saying. Like in yeah. my head, I thought it was like yeah. you know, like four stories up or something. But I, do they even? Sh- 
like it could they, be like they on the ground floor, right? It's not though because they're definitely they definitely go upstairs to this apartment, so it's at least a story up. So my only question was, okay, get and they did note in the film in dialogue, they're like, man, how did they how did he get in here? Like that guy's pretty that guy's pretty smart. <laughs> I, I thought he like I don't know like in my head I thought he went like when they all came down I thought he went in mm-hmm. something. But then they have that scene where the windows open, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." Well, they, he clearly went through the window, and my first thought was, "What the fuck? He didn't have climbing. He scaled the wall and got in there." But if you're gonna scale the wall and just to fuck with people, like write shit on the wall and and break a lamp and shit, then I just figured so he extreme. fucking. He's I just pictured him carrying around a big ass ladder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's not shown. So, and that's the other the thing. Like, we completely no, you, don't it know how. Make that much sense? It, you're like, huh? it really doesn't, but. You know, just for his mental state, like he has clearly got a mission and, and he knows exactly what he wants to do. These people, I have a hard time buying the fact that this guy is going to psychologically fuck with these people. I mean, there's a way to do it, right? There's a way to make the character like the Joker or something to where psychologically they're getting much joy out of like just tormenting them as much as possible oh, before for sure. killing them. For sure. But I, I agree with you. I don't think that that, that they set this character up at all like that. So then it makes no sense that he would go through all the trouble instead of just like, Hey, just stab them, you know, just take them out when you have the opportunity. 100%. Yeah, but, they, but they made his brother suffer. So why wouldn't he make them suffer in the same way that they made his brother? Suffer? Because he's not really making them suffer. He's just letting them know like, ha I'm coming for you. you yeah. Know, that's making them suffer. Well, well the thing is they no, were physically, oh, they were physically suffering him. Like they weren't, I mean, I guess obviously mentally torturing and stuff, but, but yeah, JP, like the way they set up this character, I mean, one of the first scenes we see with him is him screaming at a dude, call him a cunt. Like he's clearly mm-hmm. out for business. That's not the character that is gonna, you know, go out of his way to scale walls and, and break lamps and mm-hmm. spray paint people's hair and jacket. Like it just seemed a little bit off to me. I get the motivation, you know, the psychologicalness of it, but to me it didn't fit properly. Here here's another problem I had with it. And that's in the end, is how would he know what exactly they did to his brother? Well, yeah, because nobody really fully yeah, but they know. But he knows that he's dead. Yeah, I he mean, knows that he's dead. So, what purpose? You're saying he wanted to make them suffer like they did his brother, but how would he know? Attention, listeners! There's going to be spoilers. There was just <laughs> right there because it's kind of a twist in the movie. Oh yeah, I guess so. That's like a full twist in the movie because the way this movie is constructed. Yeah. So this guy comes back to town, and you know his brother he's there to revenge his brother's bullying and stuff and the way the story is told with his brothers through flashbacks and stuff and they also tell the story like it's current Mm -hmm. which leads into the twist in this film which is actually pretty fucking it's it's kind of tear-jerking a little bit the way they do it it's not bad yeah um but the construction and the mold of the film is is told like yeah but he wouldn't know any of this stuff Anything, any of the flashbacks that we see, how would he have known? But he doesn't. Why does he need to know? All he knows is that these people killed his brother. Yeah, I mean, how would he and hung his that? brother. He only knows the end result. How would he know? Because somebody must have told him that they son, seen this guy hanging around with his brother when he was in war. He clearly, they clearly didn't have any parents or anything. Yeah, he was there by how, himself. These people, how, these guys were looking after him when his brother was in the war. Who else was going to yeah, be looking knew, after him? He knew who his brother was hanging around with and stuff. Yeah, but that's it. 
Yeah, he doesn't know the who specifics I, of it for sure. We're just showing the specifics. That's yeah, it. which I don't. I feel like to get revenge on a group of people that you don't even know who are involved or not. Like, how, how do you know just because he was hanging with these people had anything to do with? Especially the way that he's dead. How would you ever know that there was something that these people did to him? I think it's because these. Well, yeah, he doesn't know the specifics of it, but he knows all the people that are involved because they're kind of a gang. You know, they're kind of this like low crime type gang thing. So he knows all the people. And but he even goes as far to ask the guy at the end. And he's like, what was your involvement in it? You know, like he wanted to know specifically because he was the last one. And I think he got to the point where and then once the guy tells him he's you know, he wasn't directly he didn't directly have a hand in it but his involvement but was not stopping it some of the other ones it. didn't either some of the other ones acted just as much i don't know man they show pretty much everyone yeah. kind of taunting him this is the only character but that even you then, never see here's him the, here's the big problem right in my opinion like the scene where you see that him knock punch the kid and you know i told him to suck his dick and stuff and the scene where they you know all the things that they do to him, right? How would he have any idea about any of those things taking place? But he doesn't need to know. All he knows is that this gang is always together and that they're the ones that ultimately led to his brother's murder. Yeah, but in some if you're going to go another. kill a group of people under the speculation that they were around your brother when they died and that they're also criminals, I feel like you might need a little bit more evidence that they actually did something. But how do you know he doesn't have the evidence? Because they don't show us. Well, why do they have to show you? Because then all you know is that 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 these people. All you know is that these people ultimately killed his this kid. We know the audience because we see it happen, but he doesn't know as a character. That's a huge problem. He doesn't know what that he was killed. Or he doesn't know the specifics. First of all, there isn't really a way to know that he was killed. The police found him hanging in the fucking place. Yeah, what would you say that was? Well, they didn't really... They actually even chalk it up to the point where they're responsible for his brother hanging himself. Right? Yeah. Like, they, he doesn't... These guys physically didn't... Well, they kind of strapped him yeah, up. Yeah, they, did, they didn't, like, pumpkin head his ass in yeah. pumpkin head, too. Like... I think they're alluding so, to the fact I'm that saying, they, like, how would you know that though? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that, but I mean, he's just putting the blame on them because of all the bullying, all the physical and mental bullying that but they he did doesn't to him. know about any of that though. That's the problem. He don't know that that happened. How would he know he was gone nowhere in, in sight. So unless somebody told him, which, which we don't see happen in the film, yeah, I know. It's how would the, he know about that? Even the, if you make it say, Oh, well, all the torment led to his suicide. How the fuck would this guy know that? All he knows is his brother is dead. See, he doesn't know the specifics. We're being shown the specifics. The specifics are never really talked about in the film. Like, he doesn't really relay that shit to him. Like, you know, the scene where their boss or whatever is slapping him around, telling him to suck his dick and shit like that. We're just showing this. Yeah, nobody else would know that either, except for the boss. But I don't think that defeats the purpose. The only purpose is that... He knows that his brother's hanging out with these people and that his yeah. brother's dead, so it has to be yeah, these but people. I'm See, what that's we're, dumb. But what we're being shown isn't what he knows. We know that he doesn't know that, right? We're just it, – it's more – How does he not know that those dudes were like good, good-ass good friends to him and like, you know, took him under their wing and, and, you know, hooked him up with a girl and stuff like that? How does he not know that wasn't the case? 
well, I mean, we can go and <laughs> talk about everything here. We don't because it's not shown. We don't. There's not one character in the film that specifically tells him, "Hey, man, these guys were bullying him in and fact, drove him to like commit a suicide." Very little based on the conversation he had with the guy at the end. Mm-hmm. It, it, so that's my biggest gripe with it is yeah. like you look at a film like Alpha Dog, right? No, no, no. I which agree. I was I getting agree. like vibes with that way. where. Like how you know how like Justin Timberlake and all the all the dudes are like super cool to the guy they kidnap, like what how how you know it wouldn't be like that you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, it, so there it, needs like, to be that scene in the film where somebody you know kind of breaks the ice to him, been like, hey man, you know this so and so gang was you know bullying him physically and mentally and kind yeah, of drove him to hate. like like if, if you that have that girl, scene, if you have that, that girl scene, talk to him or something like yeah. they're the reasons your brother. You know, but I get it though because he, he comes back to town, and we're under the impression that he knows all this shit. Yeah, but technically, he doesn't know. He wouldn't be able to because we were never shown that he knows. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those cases where you could just chalk it up to you. You would assume that someone told him the specifics. Maybe, yeah, but then maybe if you're the going to go they show the, so they far, show the funeral scene, they show the funeral scene. Maybe someone was like, "Man, you know, like." You know, the fucking so-and-so gang was... They were fucking with him, man. What yeah, you were but gone. It, as an audience, you need to see that. Because it's yeah. too far of a leap to just assume somebody told him. Exactly. And I think it, he tries to get justification at the end by the guy to admit what had happened so he could end, you know, his suffering, too. You know, it's kind of a weird one right there. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in the camp where I just... I don't by that this guy would have that like to have that level of revenge in him and to not know and not have any of the details because the details we're seeing yeah you're you're like yeah fuck these guys you know what i mean but if you don't have those details like how would you know that this guy that the the first guy we're introduced to the guy with like the molly looking thing like how what if he did nothing what if he didn't do anything? What if the girl? What if that guy didn't do his anything? His mentality a big is group of them. His mentality is guilty by association. He knows all these guys are one unit, right? And they at some but, point but were it's involved not with completely bullying his guilty brother. by association because wasn't there a girl there too? But she she was forced to be there. Yeah, she was. She didn't for- want to be there. She was forced to be there. Yeah, she was forced to fuck him. Yeah, but she wasn't she rolling with him? I don't. I didn't I don't, get that vibe. I don't, I don't think so. I think she was kind of forced. No, she was kind of forced to be there. Okay. So I don't know, man. I I, I had, I had massive beef with that whole thing. And then also another beef that I had was why did they go to try to take this guy out and like, just have one way to take him out? Like they just have one bullet. What? You know what, man, for a street thug gang or whatever, these guys were kind of stupid and pussies and shit. Like, yeah, and they like they didn't seem like they seem so low level to me. Like maybe it's cultural and like that's different, but in America, like these are just some petty, <laughs> like pussy drug dealers. Like none of them are moving anything big. It's just well, that's I don't know. that's where I get it. Like, you know, everyone was so damn scared. I mean, they understood that the fear was because you know he he knows what we did kind of thing. But like they really, I mean, a lot of people that are supposed to be tough street thugs and shit would be like, "Hey, man, it's fucking on. He's coming to get us. We need to fucking, we need Andy up here, man." You know, yeah, but, none, but, but none of these guys <laughs> even take the initiative to be like, "Oh, man." I mean, these guys at some point in the film are literally crying that they're going to die. Like, couldn't you just beat him up? Like, there's like, like there's fucking ten of you. you there's like fucking ten of you. 
Yeah. And then you make the conscious decision to to squeeze six guys into a fucking Volkswagen bug and bring one bullet and shoot your dude in the back of the head by accident. Yeah, that was dumb to me. Like that whole, like, that whole is... scene was – and then I actually thought that part was pretty interesting too because our – I mean, what the fuck is our character's name? Is it Richard? Yeah, I think it's Richard. And so after the guy shoots his own dude because he gets in the way and shit, they're driving away. But he comes out and exposes himself. He's like, what, what? Why don't they just stop the vehicle? And, you know, I'm assuming they would have another bullet. Who brings one bullet to a fucking, you know? Well, why don't they just run over there and whoop his ass? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're outnumbering. <laughs> I know. I, they see the guy. I like, just couldn't no, take these guys nobody, serious. You don't even have to be a gag. And if you're with a group of friends and somebody had killed one of your friends, like you, yeah, and, but he and was in the army, arm, though. I don't give a but fuck. Jeremy, you have to realize if you're rolling with five, six guys against one, no matter how tough you are, you're going to get your ass beat down. You can't yeah, fight dude, off no, six guys at one time. This is not a movie. Well, yeah, it is, but I mean, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, like, dude, I've never seen six people run away from one guy. Like, it just, I've like, ne- I would never seen In real, that real life. life, man, even tough guys with skills are still going to get their ass beat down. If, yeah, if Nate these guys Diaz have tough. Talked about, or Nick Diaz talked about him getting jumped. Like, he defended himself well, yeah. but he got jumped by, like, six dudes. And he, like, got beat up a little bit. <laughs> like, and he's a professional fighter. Exactly, you know? exactly my point. So I it's mean, like... It's just, you know, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not one thing I will say that I absolutely loved about the movie though, I love the editing, the music, the flashbacks, all done really well. Like it it is haunting. And I was getting like almost like uh American history X vibes from from it a little bit. You know what's funny? I actually thought the editing in certain parts was a little bit jarring. Put a dollar in the yeah. jar. Yeah, just in certain areas, like just how it felt to me that the editing was fucking with the time scheme a little bit. I'm like, all of a sudden he's here and all of a sudden he's here. And I was like, what the fuck just happened in between here? It seemed like the characters were getting from place to place a little bit too fa- I, I I couldn't follow the timeline properly. It was hmm. weird to me. It, just, it, it, it just has seems, a good like atmosphere. I, I thought know. the second half of the film had better edit because it slowed down a little bit. But for that first mm-hmm. part where everyone's kind of like, man, this dude's coming to fucking get us. It, it, the editing felt a little bit uh, jarring. There's another dollar. Yeah, you're jar. right, though, Jeremy. They are really scared of this guy. And I get that a little bit. But I think that they that there's not a reason. They The guy doesn't show enough reason to be the, feared that much. He's just a normal guy. He doesn't even have a gun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was my beef. Well, they, like, don't him, they don't like, see yeah, him as a normal I, guy. While I, while I like the fear level of the characters it doesn't actually make sense to me that much well they don't they fear him because they figure he's come back a different person right and i mean if you if you look at the history of war and shit i mean we know realistically when people come back from war they're not generally the same and sometimes people are they're really off the wall you know shell shocked to the point where they do crazy shit like call people yeah i I knew a guy who was in desert storm and he killed himself dude i I know people that were really he was really out there yeah, but I'm saying like whether he's out there or crazy or anything, he's still just a human dude. Dude, without I a have gun. a buddy. I have a I, I. Well, you know, I knew him in high school and shit. But he went to Afghanistan and shit, and he fucking he saw so much crazy shit over there, man. He works on his vehicles all day and doesn't go out. He's afraid yeah. of the world now, man. Like he's just he just saw too much crazy shit. I'm like, that's fucked up, man. 
Like he was a very outgoing dude, and it's just it's crazy what that shit can do to you. But we're not talking about yeah, war. Yeah, I have I have a crazy story about that shit, man. Yeah, like he literally but, buys vehicles and restores them because it just keeps him. He says it keeps his mind off shit, man. While he's working on like working with his hands, he doesn't think about shit. But if he goes out in the world, it just scares him yeah. and shit. I'm like, dude, like he was like one of the toughest guys I ever met in my life, and that's what yeah. fucking shit does to you, man. So in this case, you know, they they're probably using that logic. You know, it's like this guy saw some crazy shit. He obviously is a little off the wall because normal people don't call people cunts and busy diners and make a scene and shit. I mean, those are the people you stay away from there. They might be off the mm. deep end kind of thing. So <laughs> I understand it where they're coming from, you know, from that angle a little bit. But so it also seems weird that there's no police involved ever. Like, cause th- there's clearly de- days have gone by and bodies, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's true. Um, I mean, it's not like, he, it's not like we were showing him hiding the bodies and shit. I mean, he clearly was yeah. leaving the bodies around with, <laughs> with notes attached to them. I mean, yeah. not literally on them, but you know, written on the walls and shit. Some helter skelter shit, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. It like, I liked it. I know Jeremy, you really liked it. It was, it was good. I liked it I'm, too, actually. And, you know, Ah, uh, you know, I mean the, the twist. You know, it, it's pretty. It, they did it. They did it pretty well in it. You know the way it kind of gets revealed and shit. It's, it's super solid. I mean, the second half. Of yeah, the that's cool. I honestly like. I don't think that these guys really killed that dude. Well, it's never fully revealed, right? I mean, yeah, they were dicks to him, but I'm not exactly sure like what how he even died. And they leave it over. They leave it open to interpretation for sure because we are literally shown the fact them putting that noose around his neck but then it it cuts right and then they we were just me- well they were messing with him i thought like because yeah. everybody was high on acid but i think the point that they're trying to make is that it was it was the mentally the brother the mentally challenged brother was so far gone at that point he'd had you know i mean even when you're simple like you know you still know that shit is you still have feelings right so I think at that point, I mean, maybe that's what the filmmakers are trying to do. They leave. He fucking hangs himself because he's had enough. I don't know. We yeah, don't know. We, 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 we can only assume because you could assume that they killed him. That's fine. Or you can assume that he committed suicide, which is fine, too. Jeremy, what do you think? Mm, because they don't I get- think he committed suicide. I just think that they he was high on acid. And he tripped really bad. Yeah, See, they that's were the fucking with too. him, and he put the noose around his neck, and he just fucking lost it and killed himself by accident. See, Maybe think, not an accident, but they, he they, killed himself. They kind of re- re- reveal it with the you know the last uh, soldier or the last guy. You know when he brings yeah. him to the site where his brother is found dead and stuff, and then he kind of reveals you know like I could have done more to save him, kind of thing, right? And he just know, said I could have stayed with him. I could, yeah, something like that. You know, so it's, I don't, I don't know. It's open they for interpretation, were, were, really. I don't know. I think you do that a different way. I think that scene was sloppy. I think you, I think the way he dies is different. You change that completely. I, cause it doesn't really, to me, it doesn't really lend too much guilt. Like I, I don't see these people like, yeah, they were dicks to the kid, but it also seemed like they were boys with him. They were just like, you know, picked I, on him because he was easy. I just kind of took the end that. Once he admitted that, you know, that they didn't kill him, that his brother may have actually committed suicide. I was kind of reading between the lines there that the brother instantly was like, well, fuck, man. He's like, I've been doing this based on the fact that you guys killed him. Yeah. (laughs) And now 
it's like, holy shit, dude, like you're kind of an innocent. You technically didn't physically have an involvement in this. So here's the knife. Stick me. You know, that's the only explanation I can come up with, right? Like, why else would you do that? I'm not a fan of how it ended, honestly. I mean, if if you look at it like that, I mean, it, it, you can you can you can pry mm-hmm. some logic from that a little bit because he has a revelation. He's like, "Holy fuck, dude! I was under the impression that you guys strung yeah. him up, but if because he, he suicide, was dumb and didn't know enough information before he starts going and killing people, that's what my whole argument for the movie of why it didn't make sense that he would be out there killing yeah, people. It's fair enough too, man. I mean, it's a fair argument. It really is. I mean, because we're not given that information, right? So. It literally makes no sense. So. Yep. Ratings. <laughs> Jeremy, go first. <laughs> uh, eight and a half. Uh, JP, what do you give it? Um, I I liked it. It was pretty. It was pretty good. I have problems with the basic story, but I I did like the filmmaking aspect of it quite a bit, and I thought the casting was all pretty pretty well done i thought all the thugs were good the brother was good uh the the mentally handicapped person was good um i i really enjoyed the the flashback backstory because i was the whole time i was very intrigued to see like wonder what happened to this dude wonder what happened to this dude yeah you know, I, I wanted to know um i was a little disappointed with what i got but i'm still i still re- i still think it's a good movie it's a uh, 7.5 out of 10 yeah, um, I'm actually right on the same page with you, man. I, I give it some props, man. I, I like the filmmaking. The story is a little bit of a mind fuck, a little bit. Um, it's you know, I like the twist. You know, that was kind of interesting too. Soundtrack was fantastic. There's actually even a point where all of them roll up in their in their little fancy bug and they're playing Danger Mouse and Gemini. I was trying to hear who it was because I knew it was some kind of hip hop, but I couldn't. Oh man, I, I, I love and I fucking love that album too, man. That's such a dope track right there. I was like, cool. And it's cool because they're all bobbing their head once the guy turns it off. He's like, hey man, I was enjoying that, dude. I was like, yeah. so right, turn it back on. <laughs> <laughs> fucking awesome. So, yeah. so I I love, pr- I, it sets a good atmosphere for like yeah. the UK slash wherever the hell they are, yeah. like thug, like street, chav, whatever I just, thought, I just thought like i could not stop thinking about how ridiculous these thugs were at times because you know obviously the leader that whatever the fuck his name was you know he was kind of a he was a dick and he seems appropriate for his kind of street level thugism everyone else seemed really kind of shady and shitty and stuff but there's a scene where <laughs> i don't know if you guys remember this but there's a scene where three of the guys are in the bathroom one guy's in the tub one guy's reading a magazine smoking a cigarette <laughs> and the other guy's taking a shit, a shit. And, and yeah. they're doing it like no one's around. They're just they just do it all the time, kind of thing. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> like, what kind of like gang and street thugs do that type of shit together, man? I'm like, I, I can't tell you the last time I sat there right next to my buddy reading a Mad magazine, smoking a cigarette, and while he's taking a shit, and he's grunting. The dude is literally grunting. You know, he's like fucking pushing a fucking Cosby out there. It's it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Um. But I did, I did enjoy the film, too. I also give it 7.5 out of 10. Now, Jeremy, we talked you down a half a point, then? Yeah. Because I saw on your letterbox you gave it a 9. Yeah. What was funny was Jeremy messaged me and was like, this is going to be a Hall of Famer. And I was going to be like, definitely, dude. And then when we got to the review, oh. I was going <laughs> And he was going to be like, what, what do you say? Yeah. <laughs> 
He's still convinced I set him up on a... You did set me up. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you did, dude. You totally set me up on fucking Dead Man Road or whatever the fuck that stupid movie was dude, called. Dude, I, I gave the it curve. a... I gave it a six and a half, but I said I didn't like the movie, though. No, that's not what you said. You said, uh... I forgot what... Oh, I can't believe Andrew likes this movie. That's what you said. Yeah, Or but, something like that. But at the end result is, even though a six and a half, I give the film credit... I necessarily don't like it. Didn't the f- set you up again? Um, That's not a setup, man. I legitimately don't care for the movie, but it's not oh a... shit. You set me up and you know it. No, it's a fucking true story, dude. It's just like with the fucking blurriness in it. You set me up, bro. The blurring? That's your own wrongdoing, man. Nope, Jesus nope. Christ. You oh, know I'm comments. right. No, you're not right. Nope. Mm-hmm. You're not. Well, when it two, com- when it chapter two comes out, and that there's is more not blurriness the same in that effect shit. as the fucking sawble. It's totally different it's, shit. Yeah. Okay, bro. Whatever you say. But I, everyone, <laughs> most people agreed with me. They're like, dude, yeah. what? The, they thought you were on crack comparing the two, man. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Hey, Saw man. two and it same editing technique. <laughs> what? It, hey, man, that's cool that that you truly believe that in your heart, and that, <laughs> I'm fine with you believing that shit. But you know, it, it's and it's okay to be wrong. You know, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and get you off that. If that's what you truly believe, that's what it is. You're right. I know I'm right, but I know right. I'm right. But I know I'm right as a motherfucker. So fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, but you, really, you thought this shit was gonna make a Hall of Fame? Yeah. That would have been the first non-horror film in there, right? Yeah. Well, the Tenant. I don't know. Sleep, I, I'm not sleep tight. Yeah, sleep tight. Yeah. Oh yeah, one. I guess I forgot. But, oh, sleep tight. That's such a good movie. Yeah. Such Bone a Tomahawk. Movie. If you count that, I don't know. Yeah, it's fucking horror. It's Western. Gun, gun, gun Woman. There's another one. Holy Wake sh- and fright, dude. We don't even review horror movies, do we? <laughs> <laughs> Wake and fright. Um. Oh, super we- dark times. Yeah, that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I saw the devil. Dude, we have a ton of non-horror in the Hall of Fame. That's I, I didn't even think of it. Like, holy shit, dude. I guess I probably should have, you know, thought about that before I spoke. But I have everything updated on the website, by the way, except for the Hall of Pain. With I didn't add all the Puppet Masters and whatever else made it. Yeah, well, that's going to take a while. I noticed that, actually. But at least you put the 76 on there. I wanted to see it in visual form. And I'm like, finally. It, yeah. It's been visually formed. It, I just didn't put it over in that section yeah i noticed that you had it up like right after i mentioned it to you again i was like okay so i love looking at those top tens i go through them all the time i'll just yeah, what, what did like, you say how many have we done now we've done 10 so the 82 is going to be 11 and then top 10 to 2018 will be 12 so by the end of the year we're going to have 12 top 10 lists that's a lot it's 12 10. years that's 12 yeah. fucking years of top 10 Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. I, I, you know, I don't know how many other shows. I can't wait to know is. our next top ten. I'm excited. I have top a feeling nine. it's going to hit the nineties because it reset. Like we're just we're leaving the eighties. Remember there. last time it was eighty two and the second was ninety seven. Imagine if we got ninety seven. Ninety seven came in second last. If we got if we got ninety seven, we might as well do the list in February because there's like no prep for it. <laughs> yeah, um, really, there isn't. I think so. We're going to continue and take out the seventies, eighties. Um, and we're only we're only gonna leave in the one year from the sixty, the one random year from the thirties, forties, or fifties, and then the nineties, two thousands, and the the two thousand ten, eleven, or twelve. 
Why the seventies out? Oh, I thought that isn't that how we do it? Or no? No, the seventies. Seventies no, back in? Yeah, the seventies back in. It's the eighties are out, and then and then everything's back in. We just yeah. See, last time we did it, where we each time we did one, we took it out until everything was done. Yeah, again. but every but everything has been done now, right? Well, no, not the second time. The first the first time through it has. Oh, okay. So right? we're just gonna, we're just gonna repeat that. Okay, I thought we were just gonna do. Well, it the we first don't time have around. to. I, yeah, I'll throw back the seventies in there. God okay. forbid we get one. Seventy four, man. That's a great fucking year. Yeah, but there's eight other years that are gonna suck. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to go through them, but. Anyways, um, so that is that is our bonus review for Mark. Hope you enjoyed it. He probably doesn't agree with me and JP. Kind of felt like we kind of tore it apart and then gave it a decent rating. I don't know. We get we did the same thing last week with Creepy. He picked that too. Well, it picked decent conversations, anyways. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> fun one for you guys today and it goes by the title of course of hack lantern and now our feature presentation all right so moving along into the featured reviews here on god man i don't even fucking know this is viewer's choice halloween volume fucking jp fill in the number uh so the episode so it's kind of weird because our original viewers choices were not listeners choices we're not themed they were not like halloween or christmas but we changed that like two years ago so this is technically listener's choice volume six halloween 2018 edition oh no 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 sorry 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 because we had christmas listener's choice volume seven halloween 2018 edition (laughs) okay that makes any sense all right so you the peeps out there on the Facebook page, uh, we throw up a poll. These are the films that got the most votes. So we are going to be doing Hack Lantern from 1988, Idle Hands from 1999, and Murder Party from 2007. I just realized we just went from the 80s, 90s, 2000s. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, nice little mix. Yeah, nice little yep. mix of area, uh, times and yeah, pretty cool stuff. So we're going to start here with 1988's infamous hack-o-lantern um yeah this was a you know one of those films that was always widely sought out for years on vhs and shit i remember the vhs's went for like ridiculous money and then massacre now the blu-rays go for ridiculous money (laughs) yeah well massacre video put a fucking you know kibosh on that when they put out this awesome blue well i think it's the ones with the slip covers because no no one's 30 30. one's 50 but they're still in print well, I don't know. I don't get it, dude. I paid like fucking twenty seven for mine. No, I well originally you used to be able to get the the Blu ray for uh the original like cool edition for twenty two. Yeah, well yeah, I paid twenty seven with the slip but yeah, on we, we gave away a copy of one of those. Yeah, we did. By the way, we need to have a contest, by the way. We didn't do one last oh, month. Fuck All right. So hack a lantern. Ratings. 1988 synopsis a kindly old grandfather is actually the leader of a murderous satanic cult 
which sacrifices its victims on Halloween. A <laughs> kindly old grandfather. Listen, let me just say this before this we even get into the video. Based on the cover, the title, the fact that it was old and I had not really heard of it, I expected this movie to be like horseshit. It's it actually horse. extremely fun. Though. It's it's it, a it's, bad fun movie. It's I wouldn't even say it's that bad though. It's it's pretty bad, dude. For the longest time, I never seen Hacker Lantern until I don't know two thousand something time bootleg version. I was always under the impression that this movie was shot on video. <laughs> Me too. I and thought it, it was totally not when we watched it. Yeah. It's like why are they putting a Blu-ray on a uh, shot on video on Blu-ray? Yeah, didn't but, Masker Video just kill the? the transfer on this one like I don't know. it looks so fucking good man oh how did you watch this uh derek i think he might have ripped the dvd oh okay yeah. yeah but the blu-ray holy shit man it looks so good it's crazy what they did with it man but um yeah hackle lantern man it's uh it starts out it's got a backstory um what's the main, what's the kid's name tommy yeah yeah so his grandfather has obviously some type of little hold over him. Tommy's like infatuated with his grandfather. And of course in the synopsis. Oh, was, that's why it reminded you of blood diner. Yeah. I was wondering why you were saying that. Why? Cause their uncle grandfather, whatever thing in blood diner when they're kids. Mm, yeah. It has a very similar feel to that movie. No. <laughs> yeah. So, Level of quality, yes. No, no, no are way. You kidding me, no, this dude. this movie is Come way better on. quality in blood. This diet. movie is not that bad, dude. It's not it's not that bad at all. It feels like a direct to video eighties movie, but hell, that's still fun. But even better production quality than most of those. It's kind yeah. Of- so you're saying that having a stand up comedian act in the middle of your film as well as a four minute pointless strip tease in the middle of your film is fine well you could i mean those are yeah actually i have a writ i hate that comedy scene by the way that's one of the fuck i li- i'll even show you a screenshot of what I wrote. yeah but how long is it though is it really five minutes it's a couple I mean, minutes it's, like, it's a couple yeah. minutes i mean he does a really long turkey act and it's really not funny so yeah but anyways beginning of the film we get a little bit of a backstory a little bit of a story tommy his grandfather he's obviously part of a satanic cult um you know, his parents are not really down with Tommy being, you know, in love with his grandfather and shit like that. One thing leads to another. Tommy's father ends up getting killed by uh, grandfather and it jumps ahead. I don't know how many years later. What does it say? Like 10, 12 years or something like that. Tommy's now grown up and he's all, you know, satanic and shit. He's following grandfather's footsteps. And, of course, people start getting picked off one by one. That's pretty much what it is on Halloween. Um, it's not really brain, sci- or brain science, rocket science here with the, with the plot. But um, I don't know, man. It's, it's a fun-ass movie. I mean, the acting is It's movie, pretty sleazy. It is. Dude, some of the dialogue, like the sister and her friend, man, it's like this movie just screams 80s bad acting and shit. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the dialogue is just so over the top and bad and shit. And Well, you know I'm automatically going to hit it based off of that. But you have to admit, though, like for a movie that doesn't have a lot of kills in it, some of the kills are actually pretty good. They're quite surprising. Like the yeah that kind of pitchfork in the side of that chick's head and stuff so some of the effects are pretty good yeah the effects are okay for what it is and stuff i mean yeah i mean you know the acting it is what it is you know i think the music in the film is pretty good and stuff it's shot pretty well 
when that guy's coming in this fucking dream, magical dream land, whatever the hell's going on. It's one of the coolest scenes in the film, actually, when Tommy's having this kind of nightmare. It basically turns into a music video. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Right? I actually kind of like that scene. It, it kind of takes you out of the film a little bit, and then but it ends cool, and then the music's really cool and stuff. It's I don't know. It's fun. It's fun. You know, you, they were definitely padding the time in this. They padded the time a little bit too much, I think. Yeah, a little bit. You know, with scenes like I mean, that didn't need to be there, but it was cool. They, you know, they have the. There is a strip long, tease. there is a long striptease, and that, that comedic act. I think, and it's a very misplaced scene too, because we're leading into the third act. You know, we're getting into the the nuts and bolts of the film here, and like we all of a sudden get this fucking comedic little little scene, and I'm like, are you kidding me? It's the most hated scene in the film for myself. I, I think it's just kind of garbage, but I don't know. It is pretty sleazy. But the thing with this movie, though, it's did you guys? figure out who the killer was like right away yeah no i didn't really I knew be- right away because it was this, the mom the very first time i ever watched this movie i was like man it's all in dialogue because the mom she just kept she keeps yeah. saying you know i'm just trying to keep my family together and so that's why she was so protective of tommy as a kid and stuff and you know why she's protective of her brother and or i mean her son and her sister her daughter and shit and it it, it just keeps it's very repetitive and they didn't really try to mask it too well <laughs> no pun intended hmm. but they didn't really try to mask that too much. I mean, it's quite obvious I, that it's not who you think it's going to be. I didn't. I don't think that I thought, like, even thought about it. Like, I don't. I don't think I was like. I don't think I questioned like who the killer is. Like, I never. I didn't even know there was going to be a. Ki- I didn't know. You know what I mean? I just never was thinking about that. So when the killings first started happening in the film, you just assumed it was Grandpa Tommy. or Tommy, one of the two. Tommy. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Yeah. Well, doesn't but, have much to say. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not a super, you know, it's not a movie that you could go super in depth, depth with. It's really, I had a, f- a fun time with it. I actually thought it was pretty funny. Like, like it had the perfect blend of like eighties funny where you just laugh at like the situations and like how the one girl's like naked and she's all like looking at the, the dudes in the mask and stuff. So, and I'm just like, this is just fucking funny man well it's like, like grandpa himself played by um high pike he man dude his performance He's horrible no his performance is so over the top i love it i love his voice and like how ridiculous it is yeah it's, it's like blood diner no, dude, it's not. But I think he, he, he's overdoing it because he's supposed to be a Satanist and it's already extreme and shit. And I, I, kind of, I really dig his performance, man. I don't know. Sometimes I just like those, man. It's like watching Nick Cage sometimes, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I will definitely get this if it goes down to like $15. Yeah. Uh, because I I think that this movie is just just a good little oddity for Halloween. It's, it's, it's not a bad film. It's a fun film. It's just... It, it it it's fun but it's not a good movie well i don't know i mean you said it's not a good movie it it's is not it's a good, not it's not a good movie it's not a bad movie make up you your could mind. you could watch it and have a fun time with it but that doesn't make it a good movie yeah but it doesn't i don't know i don't think it's good good but i think it's pretty it's it's you know but solid. even from a technical standpoint standpoint like i mean this movie has pretty decent you know cinematography it's the editing's not bad like from a technical yeah, the, standpoint the, the script is a little bit wonky but it's it's definitely salvageable yeah i mean they set the, it up the worst to be part one... of it is just like the acting's a bit off yeah yeah i mean oh, some of the acting 
ridiculous. And there's some like ridiculous parts in the film too, where um, Tommy's sister goes, or no, Tommy's brother goes out, you know, making out with that chick and stuff in the grave. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, there's a body and like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me and shit? Like, come on. But there's some pretty cool shoutouts in the did film. Kind of a bad job of like setting up the characters. Like who's in the family, and then when they're because they're like kids, and then they're older, and you're like, wait, that's the, someone's brother or something. Like it's not. It's like there's a lot of them. <laughs> well, there's because, a lot of characters. That's because in the in the opening scene, I don't think that they show Tommy's sister and brother, so you just assume that he's kind of like an only child. But then when he's older, all of a sudden we get introduced to his brother who works for the sheriff's office you see and their his sister. And his his the dad even says, "Why do you hate Tommy so much?" During the flashback at the beginning oh, of the yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, I guess it, yeah, I guess they do. Whatever. Yeah, but. you see him playing with the pumpkins. Or, that's right, that's right. Yeah. But. Yeah. Did something right for once. There's some cool shout-outs in the film, though, man. Like, in Tommy's bedroom, man, when he's working out and shit, there's a... Oh, yeah, Dead End Driving. There's a Dead End Driving <laughs> yeah. poster there. There's a Season of the Witch poster. That's yep. a fucking George A. Romero film. That's pretty yeah. damn cool. I think the other poster that's beside that one is Leviathan with, like, alternate artwork and shit. Oh, uh, Okay. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I, you know me; I love. I always look at posters and films. Pretty cool shit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. All right. So ratings. Yeah, we got anything else to say about the movie? I mean, I, not really. Like, I can tell you that I enjoyed it. I could tell you that I laughed at some stuff, uh, but nothing intentional. Like, it's not intentionally funny. It's just know. like the situations are kind of funny. Like, whenever you see the cult. And they're all with their pentagram. Like, for some reason, it's funny to me. I'm just like... You know what makes me laugh, so dude? Is the chick with the fucking tattoo on her ass. And it's clear, it's clearly just Sharpie on there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, like, so clear. Uh, it's just pretty funny. The right? one chick when she was getting ready to be branded and they stick the brand to her ass. And I'm like, I'm like, I expected a sizzle or something. <laughs> it's just like... I think... Yeah, exactly. There's like no pain. Like she doesn't wretch in pain or anything. (laughs) I think one thing that shocked me about this movie, there's a couple scenes in this movie where you get to see muff shots, but shockingly Uh enough for 1988, like they're shaved and groomed and shit. I was like, that's weird. You don't see that very often in 80, in eighties films. I thought that was something notable. It's like when you see like someone in a thong yeah, in like 80, like 80, like isn't Elm street three. There's a chick with a thong on and I'm like, ah, (laughs) yeah very very bizarre very bizarre but yeah ratings who's that jp you want to go uh yeah um i dug it i don't think it's great it's fun i would definitely put it in my halloween collection i would definitely return to this even as soon as next year for halloween because i actually did enjoy it um it's not a great movie though uh i get gave it a six out of ten six out of ten crazy man i enjoyed the shit out of this one man i always have fun with it i watched it like I think I watched it like two or three times last Chris or last Halloween because I think the Blu-ray just come out, so I was like super amped that it finally got a release and shit. Um, I don't know, man. I, I have a fun time with this, man. Pretty much pure entertainment value for myself, but I'm giving it a seven. I think it's a fucking fun ass time, man. Five point five. Do you get enjoyment right. out of anything, Jeremy? I'm talking to you. Besides. Oh. Besides uh, Golden Girls episodes, like listen, I'm tired of all this Golden Girls hate. I like Golden Girls. <laughs> I don't know what's with the Golden Girls either, man. Mood, shut up, JP. Mood, shut up, JP's gonna create 
a Golden Girls podcast now because you keep on fucking talking about it. I would do it. Of course you would. You would do a fucking podcast on Derek's turds if you could. I don't think uh, that show was actually on that long, was it? Like, you know, it was only on like four or five seasons. Dude, there's like, uh, there's like a lot of seasons. Oh, maybe there was like 10. Yeah, I mean, that show might have been a longevity one. Yeah, fuck. All Golden right, Girls so, is good stuff. Don't hate it. Yeah, I know. I didn't hate Golden Girls, man. I remember watching it. I'm now looking up how many seasons. It ran from 85 to 92. Seven seasons. Oh, so that's, that's pretty decent. Pretty decent. Wait, once that hand is gone, how are you going to cut off the other one? Oh, the left one's a keeper. I mean, I, I guess it wasn't idle enough. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, I use it for a lot of things. You know, I, I, I light up, I change the remote, I relieve a little tension. This is the answer. I know it. Those things won't even cut my bagel. Nick, grab the electric cover. All right, so moving into the 90s. But reruns live on forever. They do. Specifically, the end of the 90s. 1999 with Idle Hands. Yes, this one. Listen, there's two distinct kind of '90s films. There's there's early '90s, which feels just di- like it. It's just different. It still has a '90s vibe. And then there's late '90s, 80s which vibe. feels like an early 2000s type of thing. Um, and I like both of those vibes. The late '90s films are all. They always had a lot of well, these studio films obviously had a lot of big names and stuff. But it always had people in. I don't know, man. It, it just had tons of like reference, like pop culture references and all these big actors and stuff. You, you could just tell the time period just by, I mean, for fuck, this movie has the offspring literally playing in the that's movie. That's the best part. You yeah, know, it's awesome. It's crazy. Like they have bands, real bands in here and they have lots of big names and shit. Like Vivica Fox yeah, they, was in the like fucking American Pie had like Blink-182 in it. Yeah. yeah like, it's like, like Road that. Trip and The Faculty and yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen before in films. I mean, we know Trick or Treat had Gene Simmons and, and, you know, Ozzy and stuff just for a second. But, you know, I don't know. The 90s films. It's refreshing. Think about it, dude. In now you see big names in horror movies all the time. In the 80s, when did that really happen? Yeah, big names started in horror films, but they weren't big names yet. No, the reason why they had all the big names in the later 90s and shit was to sell the movies because you just couldn't do that anymore. Right, you couldn't have a mainstream film with no buddies in them, right? It just yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't work. So you had to have the pop culture, like the the offsprings. It in was the, the floating it, you heads. Had to, era. You, you had to have the gimmicks and stuff. You had to have the big names. You know, like you know, people seem to forget, but Seth Green even in '99 was a household name. Like people knew who the fuck he was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was it was a it was the it was the uh, Jessica the Alba was there, Jessica dude. Alba was huge. Like Viv Gay Fox, like Christopher Hart, like. Uh, Fred Wilder was in this movie. Connie Ray. Like, there's so many names and people you recognize. Eldon Henson, man. We all know who he is. Like, fucking crazy. Can we mention Jessica Alba is so fucking hot in this movie? Dude, her ass. Oh, I just wanted to put my face in there. Fuck. Oh, my God. That scene was so crazy. I was like, holy fuck. Forgot about it. This is a movie that I always seen on uh, VHS's, like, previews, like, before the movie. I would always see this movie's trailer. And I had never seen it when it was out. I didn't see it till years later. I bought it on DVD, like I don't know, like 2010, and that's the first time that I seen it. You know, I was watching this film the other night, and the wife came down and she was kind of watching it with me for a second. I was thinking, I was like, man, this is one of the very first DVDs I ever bought because 
this DVD came out, mm-hmm. I believe, in like 2000 or something. Or 2000, like the very first edition DVD. And I was like, that's really old. You know? Because that's about the <laughs> Almost time. Almost like, 20. It's crazy. Like, that's an old fucking DVD. And, and it was like holding the case and it's super quality. It's not flimsy at all. It's not a snapper case. It's like a good DVD case. Pretty awesome. Kind of funny. We named off all these people, but we didn't mention off, you know, the main character, Devin. Uh, what's his name? Sawa? I always thought that guy was going to become a lot bigger name. Mm-hmm. You know, he just kind of has that look. You know, you think that he'd become a bigger name, but I don't know. <laughs> has that? I, I just, just, I just love this movie. Is so fun to me, man. Yeah, I, I reviewed fun. this last year because yeah. I got the Umbrella Blu-ray. Yeah, me too. And uh, <laughs> dude, it's just a like. Even though you know, normally I don't like watching a movie again so soon, but I, I was like kind of looking forward to this. And and Carly had never seen it, so I oh, did. She like it? Yeah, she liked it. It was. Fun. She's not really part of that generation so well she's a little bit younger but at the same time she had seen a lot of like the scream air films so yeah yeah all right so idle hands synopsis (laughs) a teenage slacker's right hand becomes possessed with murder murderous intent it's like if you took the scene in evil dead and just made a whole movie out of it I always felt and like this, and it's funny too. as hell. I always felt like this movie was kind of a homage to Evil Dead slash The Hand. You know, yeah. it's just kind of what it is. It's just a killer fucking hand. This would have been <laughs> a good ridiculous. double feature with Bloody Knuckles, right? I kind of yeah. like the fact that I don't think they ever explain in this film how his hand gets possessed. It just gets possessed, and yeah. it's it's really kind of funny because it's like a mainstream studio film with basically no fucking story. <laughs> it's kind of funny like it literally doesn't like that's the synopsis there is that's kind of true man like this dude's a pothead his friends are potheads that's all they do they sit around and smoke bud and eat cheesy poofs like cartman <laughs> and all of a sudden one day he wakes up and he notices his fucking parents are kind of like not around and shit and there's all these nude broadcasts and shit there's just, people are getting killed and he eventually realizes that his hand is possessed. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's like, thinking back of the story. It's like, what the fuck? Like, there's no story to this at all, but I like it. I don't care because it's a fucking comedy, right? Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. You don't need to know why his hands possessed. Cause it's a comedy. It's funny. Explanation might even ruin that. I don't know, but I love the cast in this movie. I think I I've always been. Oh, a wow. Huge... Cal gas was in this movie. I didn't even know that. I think yeah. everybody in this film is odd. Like, I like everyone. What, else, what else film was Tenacious D in in the 1990s? Both of them together playing really? the D music. I probably know this. Um, it's one of the worst uh, films of the County? 90s. I don't know. No, one Orange, of the worst films of Orange the 90s. Freddy Got Fingered? No. Nope. Uh, Ollie Shore is dead? No, I think it was in the 90s. Biodome. Yes. Isn't it bio- in Oh, it isn't Biodome. Yeah. Jack Black and Kyle Gass as Tenacious D playing in That's the right. Form. Hey, fuck everybody. That's not one of the worst films in the 90s. I love Biodome. It's pretty bad. I never liked Pauly Shore until he... Wait, fucking Tom DeLonge's in this movie too? Yeah, there's like really? a million people in this. It's ridiculous. Holy Offspring shit. and Blink in the same movie? That's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. But I love the one thing to actually like in this movie a lot is the I'm under the bed thing. That's kind of scary, yo. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I thought it was scary. I was like, oh, shit. Under the bed. Um, 
but yeah, so you have this kid, right? And he's like super stonerish. I, I thought that they portrayed that pretty well, especially like the '90s stoner. He has the he's best. Like, he has the best pipe ever. He hangs around in his neck, and it it <laughs> looks like a puffer, like an asthma. It's puffer. like the pick yeah. destiny, bro. But I love that <laughs> shit because he's he doesn't need to try and hide it because it just looks legit. That's that's a great idea. The best place to hide shit, like I've always said, is right in the open. It's fucking mm-hmm. awesome, man. Pretty cool. Yeah. But the only problem like is with how- that, like, it's not logical because that shit would reek. You'd just fucking reek like weed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd <laughs> you just know, smell like- big time. But it's still good. Good idea. It's so awesome. I walked out of the marathon this morning or last night to go somewhere. And there's two guys standing on the street smoking a joint in the middle <laughs> of the street. No, no, no shit's given. Yeah, but that's what a world we live in. That's that's life here all the time. That's just normal to see. Yeah, it's crazy normal. But now you just get a ticket here, and they'll take your shit. It's legal now. We're next week, or maybe I don't know. It's like legal right now. Yeah, they sent some stuff out to our hotels because medical marijuana is becoming a thing in PA more. That like we can't get people in trouble for smoking weed. Yeah, it's like that here. Hmm. Now they'll just take your shit. But yeah, I mean, dude, it like I like Seth Green and the other dude. They're funny. Rolls over, you know. The, it, I just like the vibe, man. This movie just has a good '90s vibe to it, early 2000s. It's I, I love that stuff. Dude. It just screams '99. Like the soundtrack is like a time capsule, right? Yeah, yeah you got for... fucking Rob Zombie. Oh man, <laughs> like every popular song at that moment was in this movie. Yeah, you know, it is yeah. 99 to the T. I remember this shit, man, because I graduated in 98 and I don't hands get it next year. And I just I remember those times, man. And oh, my God, dude, this is it's just it's so much fun to watch. It really is. Man. You, even got, sh- you even got like a gratuitous boob scene, which is nice. That's right. <laughs> um, the only thing that I will say is I and this happens every time I watch this. The the final act I tune out a little bit. Like I'm not as into it. Like when they're crawling through the air duct and stuff. Actually that has just like, that has the funniest kill in the home. I wish they would show that kill. Yeah. It's like she's like I think Vivica fought or who's at the bottom? Or is it Jessica Albert? I can't remember. But anyway, she's like, Oh, come down, come down. and she fucking comes down through this thing and this rope catches her and she gets sucked back up through his fan and just gets <laughs> fucking demolished. But I wish they had shown it, man. Cause it's pretty funny. It is. I think it's, it's an okay kill, but man, this movie has so many mistakes in it. Like the scene where Seth Green's character is throwing the, the cheesy poofs at his buddy there. Yeah. My God, dude, that there must be like 30 different edits in that scene. Cause it keeps kind of switching back to, you know, the way they edit it to the characters. But every time they would, edit back to the head the cheesy poofs would be all different in different locations or be different <laughs> amounts like it was fucking ridiculous it was cracking nah, up. who gives a shit no but it, I, this movie makes sense i know but it's just funny that it was fucked up so many times in a row like at least 20 times i don't know you know what i i noticed that the last time i watched it but for whatever reason i didn't remember seeing it this time but yeah, because, I, now that you, because you were too busy on carly sucking your wiener so you're like oh i didn't i didn't notice it how would that be busy? there's another scene too i can't remember what the fuck it is now i i, I should, probably should have wrote it down but yeah i noticed a couple other mistakes but whatever man it's just uh you know studio <laughs> films not <laughs> giving a shit i guess i don't know I like when he's in the uh, drive through and he just throw like wings the fucking nail into that one car. <laughs> yeah, dude, what is with the huge bowl of hamburger? Like that doesn't yeah. that that seems so unsanitary to me. I don't know. People are just digging yeah, but their what's hands. up with anything in this movie? It's just like, but that's it's, weird though. I just love how everything is like 
I love how we're, our lead character is literally like this complete slacker. Like, yeah. just like never goes, like it's mentioned, he never goes to school. Like, his, his, Jesus, Dexter, what the fuck are you doing? Was that a fart? Uh, no, he's like gagged or something. Oh. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, I love when the, he finds out his parents are dead and he, like, first of all, they're fucking dead for like days. He's like, yeah, I haven't seen my parents in a few days, man. Kind of, kind <laughs> it adds to the fact that that's how stoned yeah. he is, man. <laughs> yeah. Know, they're like rotting inside the pumpkins. But, you know, yeah. he reminded me of myself, not in the stoner way, but waking up with headphones still on your head. That was me. Yeah, like, I used yeah. to do that when I was in like high school. I could never fall asleep with music. I always just uh, listen to I like, always like, radio. To. See, the thing I is, I couldn't to. listen to music on low you know, just on my stereo in my room, I had to have the music blaring in my ears to put me to sleep. How the hell did you fall asleep? Well, because... I used to, too, man. Because because I would only hear it. I didn't have to listen. So if it's on my stereo, I would find myself trying to listen to it, which would take me away from falling asleep. So if it's blaring in my ears, I'm just hearing it. Don't you focus on the music, though? No, it just put me to sleep. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, sometimes There was times, though. I can fall asleep that way. I shit you not, man. One time, I must have been having a restless sleep or something, but I woke up and my, my headphones cable like was wrapped around my neck and it felt like he was choking me and shit it was so bizarre man i was like holy fuck i might be the first person in history to fucking hang themselves in their sleep the dust. <laughs> fucking crazy <clears throat> but yeah i always that was like me too well team. luckily that didn't happen because if it did you wouldn't have been able to throw me under the bus like you did in oh the curve, so. you still like you're so butthurt you're so butthurt well we're talking about a floating heads film so i had to bring it up again <laughs> That's true. It is true. Fucking but, asshole. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty pretty fun, pretty funny. But again, this is another movie where there's not much substance to it. Like you can't really talk about it. It's just the, it hits. It's like the so, jokes hit. It's so silly and stupid. Like you know, of course, Jessica Alba's uh, Anton's dream girl and stuff. And of course, she comes driving by. It's like that scene from Friday. Hi. Yeah, you know, and like anyway, she's riding her bike. She's on her motorbike or whatever. Drops her lyrics book in the middle of the road. Well, there's your in, buddy. Of course, it's so yeah. fucking cheesy, cheesy shit like that. But it's pretty funny. I wish put. I wish there was an in. I love how he, uh, his hands like grab it, like choking her. He like ties it up. He's like, it's like so weird. It's like that person would be like, "What the fuck are you doing, bro?" She's like, "Oh, kinky." When she's in those fucking panties at the end, running around on that car, Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. Man, I think life. one of my favorite f- parts in the film is where Eldon Henderson's character making out with that chick, and Seth Green is like, "Dude, dude, you're you're dead. It's fuck, it's gross, man. There's something <laughs> wrong with that. Like you're dead." Yeah, <laughs> I like how um, I like how they come back all zombified. Like, why? Yeah. Why do they come back zombified? Yeah. If they, why not? See, that would have been stupid if they explained something like that because they didn't explain the possessed hand. Yeah, it's just like it doesn't matter, dude. They're zombies. It's funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, this movie always reminded me of Night of the Living Dorks a little bit. I don't know why. Yeah, a little bit. Just maybe the stoner thing and the and the fact that his friends came back to life. I like how they had to pretty much kind of pad the time with Viv- Vivica Fox's character. Like she's this person hunting for this, and the way she finds where the possessed hand the is. The fucking stupid pentagram that makes no sense. Yeah. Like you can literally draw anything if there. You, if you look at shape. the way the, the X's are in there, there's like three <laughs> right here, but she still manages to make this perfect pen- pentagram out of it. Yeah. It's like, come on. <laughs> and then she's like, gone. You know, it's like ridiculous. Dude's Ford in that was fucking, that thing was jacked, like literally. 
Yeah. That's, that's another <laughs> fucking thing was awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. All right. Um, ratings. Um, yeah, I guess that's me, right? I got to say, man, you know, for later nineties, you know, some of the CG that was in the film, you know, with the decapitation and stuff, I don't know what you guys thought, but I didn't think it was that bad, you know, for the, even for the times, even watching it like near yeah, 20, for CG, it's okay for 20 years later. And, you know, still being in the nineties, generally we Lord's know evolutions was way worse. Yeah. Nineties CG generally is really poor. Even in big budget films, it was still pretty shitty. I yeah. was amazed at that scene when his head falls. I was like, wow, that's actually not the worst CG I've ever seen. So that was kind of a plus. Like the movie didn't, you know, age really poorly. So that was kind of a kind of a plus. Um, it's a fun movie. It, it, there's like, if you want to sit around and eat cheesy poofs and drink some beers with your friends and shit, throw on idle hands, man. It's, it's kind of a blast. It's got a really fun yeah. cast filled with good, cool faces and shit. It's total time capsule, fun music. One of the funnest parts in the film is actually the singer of Offspring. Oh my god, dude, that part is so fucking funny. He I just love get, Dexter. Dexter's the shit. He gets scalped. It's so funny the way it happens. Dude. I just love it, but you know, it's good, man. Vivica Fox, sexy as shit. Oh my god, she's so good looking in this movie, man. Um, I'm gonna come in at a seven and a half out of ten. Yeah. Um, am I next? Or no, Jeremy. Seven and a half too. All right, uh, I am also at a seven and a half, which I think is what I gave it last year too. Oh, really? Nice. Pretty solid. Good, good stuff. Shit. Good shit. If we get a top ten of nineteen ninety nine, it's probably can make it because I'm. That'd not be sure. fun if there's more movies like this. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So that's Idle Hands from nineteen ninety nine. This is the party. We've been planning this for weeks. The invitation said murder party. Some jackass is dumb enough to come here, then he deserves to die. Moving along into the 2000s, 2007, with a film called Murder Party. Oh, another film with a lot of substance. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, directed by Jeremy Solner. Is, is that how you pronounce his name? Yep. Yeah, Jeremy Solner, man. This guy has, hasn't done a lot of movies, but what he's done, this was actually his first film feature film then he went on to do blue ruin which was fantastic which then, you could see the progression of the filmmakers so much oh yeah oh, like talk time. about somebody who's like gotten so good you know what i mean you love to see that you love to see it you know yeah where you have this this you know indie effort where it's clearly uh probably limited by its budget and it's written for its budget and then you see um him progress and make better and better movies like because i i love green room yeah, the, then he went on to do Green Room, and then recently he did Hold the Dark, which I've heard really good things about. He should yeah, do another. Currently on Netflix right now. He should do another movie with a color in the title. I just said that the other day. I was like, you could call it the, another revenge film with a color in the title, and you could have the the Colors of Revenge trilogy. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Mm. It's kind of it's it's too bad that like the Green Room wasn't like the White Room or something like that. Then you could have something with red in the title. It could be the American trilogy, red, white, and blue colors. Wow, I just like overthought. Colors of revenge. I, I just I'm overthought just that. Like, right yeah, there. too bad nobody said that's a good idea. But it was a good well. Idea. He could still do it, right? You don't have to do them all in a row. Yeah, good shit. So, murder party synopsis: <laughs> a random invitation to a Halloween party leads a man into the hands of a rogue collective intent on murdering him for the sake of their art. 
sparking a bloodbath of mishap, mayhem, and hilarity. <laughs> See, I found this movie so goddamn fucking funny because I went to film school with every kind of these characters in this fucking So movie. I'm glad you pick up on the fact that this is a 100% making Huge fun satire. of of pretentious art yep. students. Oh yeah. Oh, big time. Oh, big time. I love it. Love it's, that. It, this movie at the end has one of the one moment that I've laughed the hardest I have in the longest fucking time. And when that guy falls off that roof, I just about lost my shit laughing. That roof. that shit is so You're funny. He's he he's running his face is all burnt off he spent all this time chasing this guy and then he just fucking falls off the roof and it's are you barking so at me rough 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 yes moods we get it thanks for gay <laughs> thanks for saying a joke that you've already when he falls said. off the roof yeah no that, that actually that part is pretty so, fucking some funny. states say rough it's not like you're barking over there where's some dexter mm-hmm. christ okay but no that's shit that's shit Dude, I think, like, my favorite fucking character in this movie, man, is the lead character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dude, he barely talks in this movie, but when he does, everything's just, like, it just fucking kills me every single it's time. It's just, like, man. when he when he, when he he gets out of the fucking handcuffs and he's, like, hiding behind the boxes. And <laughs> he's just, like, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like... <laughs> I don't know. I thought this movie was pretty funny too. I didn't laugh out loud that much, but I internally I thought it was like great, funny, good stuff. Like whenever the dude gets like the dude's like burnt as fuck, right? <laughs> he's just so burnt. They're like, hey, he's on fire outside, and like nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> and they all they're trying to find extinguishers. Uh, oh man, that's great. That's great. And then I just love how pretentious everybody is and how the one dude is like a total phony like the lead uh gang leader type guy he's like a complete ass phony i I love when they expose him for when they find his notebook and they're like dude you write down shit that you're gonna say to us (laughs) that's fucking hilarious to me i'm like do people actually do that shit probably that's some fucked up shit man like that's super calculated that that's borderline psychotic like, I'll do it at the end. That's when crazy. They thought that after he murdered all those people, like, oh, that's just art. It's like, Jesus Christ. I went to school <laughs> oh, no, with all these fucking total people. Total fucking, oh, man. Yeah, art people are. Oh, my God. Can be that pretentious, man. Oh, yeah. It looks so good. I think I'm pretentious. <laughs> yeah, man. I, oh. See, the, the one thing, like, when I first watched this film, I thought when that one girl falls over and dies from eating the the raisins mm. i thought i i thought that was the setup to him gonna be causing all the mayhem and murder in funny ass ways and shit but it totally doesn't go that way i felt like that was a yeah. setup where you know by chance the guy that's bound up actually killed somebody yeah <laughs> you yeah. know like that that concept is funny like he as comes out me. of his comfort zone one time and he just fucking yeah accidentally murdering everybody you know so i thought that was going to set off a chain of events of you know just these kind of weird coincidences where you know he's gonna have to get involved like in. tucker and dale versus evil exactly that's how i felt this one was going to go but it totally yeah. goes a different way and everybody involved in the you know the pretentious art people just, like, just go straight Stop man. murdering each other they're like the weirdest character like i don't know what they're saying with the one dude but he's like bisexual and they you know he's banging the one chick and then all of a sudden he's yeah. banging the dude and stuff and i'm mm-hmm. like yeah art people man 
I guess they, I guess they just they do it all, right? They have that I, I loved walking I loved around with the dog dude. with the weird name. Yeah, oh, man. It, yeah, what was it? Hell, Hell's Hammer or something like yeah, that. He's oh, like, right. no, his name actually is Hell's Hammer. Yeah, I'm gonna super dark. Because <laughs> he's too old, and I only like puppies. Like I, I just love how he said, uh, you know, Hell's Hammer. Like he, it's just so perfect. Like it's such a dumb name, but it's like. You can picture this guy being like, I want something that's going to be, you know, aggressive and, and rebellious. He's like, hell's hammer, you know, comes up with this dog's name. Oh, dude. It, and I love the beginning where you're following the the lead character and he's all like a loser. And he finds that thing. He goes home. And he like looks at his cat and he's like, come on, get, get down. Sir Lancelot. Get off, Sir, Sir Lancelot, Lancelot, get down. And the cat doesn't get down, so he just lets the cat stay there instead of you just. It totally describes this like wimpy character who is clearly just. Well, you know, it's uh, it's actually it's actually the setup to the funnier joke at the end where he comes oh, in, yeah, and yeah. you know he's not really a badass, but like he's he survived this whole night and shit, and then yeah, he tells so he's, he's like, like Sir Lancelot, like, off, and the cat gets down, and it's like. Oh, now he's badass. <laughs> yeah, now he, he's like he's like grown. It's like yeah, it's like the he's hills become have a man. eyes. Fucking so uh, funny. Remake how the lead character is kind of a pussy, and then he goes to that whole ordeal, and he's kind of a badass at the end. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, but yeah. in a funny way. And it, it is just funny because it's like because well, it's so at subtle first he's too, just right? This little weakling thing. He's like goes out of his shell to this party, and then he's like, "Hey, I'm I here. Love- I brought." I brought pumpkin bread or something. I love the way <laughs> this movie is edited too. Like on his, I, I, actually, I'll get into that in a second. But when he's when he's actually on the train and that black dude's rapping to him, and he's it's just like the look on his face, I was like, man, <laughs> I miss those days, man. Like that's I, happened to me many I, times. Oh man, because I when I lived, they, I, I took transit too, so I, I was on the transit a couple hours a day, and those things always happen to people. I was I yeah. started pissing myself laughing like this guy is totally out of his comfort zone he's shitting himself and then <laughs> this guy came up to me one day trying to sell me crack I was like dude no I don't want any crack he's like come on man just give me a few bucks for a little bit of crack I, I was like no I, know. I don't want any crack and he like well that's not a good way to know. sell your crack is like give me a couple bucks and I'll give you a very little bit of crack <laughs> just yeah. wouldn't leave me alone but yeah, yeah so anyways after he gets off the train there and he realizes he's like in a bad neighborhood and shit and just the way it's edited like he's kind of looking around like where the fuck am i like it's all of a sudden oh, it, it's funny because it went from halloween atmosphere to like totally not halloween atmosphere <laughs> and then all and of a sudden, on top of that he's in this ridiculous like cardboard costume oh, just threw together so fun this subtle comedy is just so fucking funny and then and then all of a sudden like after about 30 seconds of us the viewers watching him kind of walk around it cuts to him just running down the street like I need to get there. And I fucking just lost it again. I was burst out laughing. Like, yeah, like, because ah. it's, it's a silent scene. Yeah. It's just like his body, the sound of his body yeah. moving. Like, I think you could faintly hear him going, uh, like he's just, I need to get the fuck out of here, man. Fucking so funny. It is, it is a really funny it is, movie. Man. And it just shows that you don't need a big budget to make something exactly. that's really it's funny. Exactly. It's film done right, dude. Like yeah. you just want to love it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and it's, you see these 
the, like all the characters are so great. Like each of the little like artists and their things are funny. Yeah. Like the one dude who's sitting there playing PSP the whole time. And he's like, yeah. when they're debating on food and stuff and he's like, I'll eat anything or something <laughs> like, it's just like it, the whole, the conversation of them wanting food is funny. Yeah. It's like two minutes. Like I want pizza. Mm, pizza sounds good. No, I'll buy fish and chips. No, I think we should go for Korean. No, I had Korean last week. No, <laughs> it's, so it's the funny. same guy that's like, oh, I'll eat anything. He pipes up. And he's like, no fish. Yeah, that's like okay. I like how he gets all offended that they're making fun of his art and stuff. Yeah, the fuck, man. That guy. Yeah, this movie is just filled with ridiculous characters, man. Ridiculous. Oh yeah, man. It's it's good stuff. The cliche. Oh man, it's it's so perfect. When when he when he what did he he the dude pulls out that popsicle stick that the girl that the girl. I've been keeping this that. forever, <laughs> which is so like pretentious yeah. artist, like loser thing to do. Yep. Weirdo fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. This movie, this movie's fun. This is a movie that, um, is it, it's a movie that whenever it like, cause this has come up a few times in our Halloween polls and it just never got picked. I think it was close last year, but it's one of those movies that you kind of, you know, like I knew about it. I'd never seen this before, but I would known about this film for a while, especially since, you know, I would seen the other filmmakers, two films and, uh, but you look at it and you're like, wow, I can't believe how long ago this came out. Like you don't even realize how much time has passed Mm -hmm. and you're like, wow, I thought I always considered this like a kind of like a newer film, but it's not. No, we're just old. Yeah. Like, cause what year did you say this came out? 2008 2008 so when we started seven. the podcast seven 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 when we started the podcast this movie wasn't that old it was like you know 2007 8 9 10 11 12 that like five years old you know and yeah. you're like it's not that old but now it's like holy shit this movie's old <laughs> yeah dude it's like over a decade that's crazy yeah but yeah yeah but so what i was leading the in the beginning of the film when he's on the train there and you know <laughs> dude's like screaming at him and shit uh i after the whole scene at the the art party and shit i would have loved to have seen his track back on the train to see what would have happened <laughs> yeah that you you almost think like they're setting it up because exactly. you, see all these, you see all these other things play out at the end yeah like he shows he's a different person because it plays out like i mean they set up the cat joke in the beginning it would have been cool if they had have done a train scene because they just show him kind of beating down the street and then one guy kind of look at him like, hey, man, good morning. <laughs> He's just all <laughs> bloody up and shit. But. I, I love that he goes home and he sits down in the couch like the whole cat thing. He gets the bowl of candy corn that he left out. Which, yeah. By the way, fucking candy corn. Yeah, I know. And he yeah. just like th- throws on his videos that he rented that he didn't get to watch the night before. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to watch these. I love the fact you know? that he like, only takes it. off his helmet. And yeah, he keeps, keeps the rest of the costume on. And actually, that's one of the funniest parts in the movie, too, I always thought, man. When he, he goes to his Halloween box, it literally says Halloween costume on it or whatever. And he pulls out <laughs> the Halloween costume and he kind of gives it a smile and he throws it over his shoulder. And the next scene is him cutting up the box and then we get revealed as his costume. <laughs> that shit made me laugh. Like, who needs a costume when you have the box? Yeah. You know, it's like that old joke on Christmas Day where kids are more... You know, they're more obsessed with not the toys that they got, but the boxes that they came in. You know, it's like, what the fuck, man? It's so funny to me. So funny. But, yeah, good film. Ratings? 
Sure. Uh, eight out of ten for me on this one. Super funny stuff. Check it out if you haven't. Yeah. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, so me, I'm gonna go ahead and say that it is probably uh, seven point five out of ten for me. Yeah, I'm actually at the same on this one. Eight out of ten. Um, I found myself laughing out loud. I mean, that's what I do though. I, yeah. I just laugh out loud all the time. But I was pissing myself this time. It's just funny. I love this type of comedy. It's it's great, man. And making fun of artsy fags, I guess. I guess that's kind of what they're saying. Which yep. is, it's pretty funny to me, but uh, very well written, fun characters, good film, really good stuff. You like your horror comedies and shit. This is this is one of the better ones out there. Yeah, we did all horror comedies this year. I know, right? <laughs> yep, that's what happens, man. When you let the people pick. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. But that is going to conclude the episode, man. That's uh I already forgot what episode we're on. 142? Yep. 143. Yep. <laughs> it's 143. Holy shit, dude. 143, man. Um that was fun. That was a fun yeah, episode. That was a good episode. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Glad to hear I'm, you I'm agree, excited. JP. So I'm- you, so it's actually true. We do not review horror films because we reviewed a thriller than three horror comedy or comedies <laughs> well i mean whatever it, like Hackle lantern uh, is more it's more of a horror comedy that's unintentional comedy yeah it's not supposed to be it's kind of funny but. Mm-hmm. yeah so but yeah that's gonna conclude the episode man um any last words halloween next week boys yeah dude i'm so pumped for halloween like uh it's i'm super psyched i've never seen a halloween film in the theater besides the original and that's obviously after the fact it's it's something that i'm super excited for uh i i'm like literally pumped like i i got really hyped when i went to buy the tickets and i saw how many people were there i was like oh my god it's next week it's fucking next week we're about to see a new michael myers film man this will be my fifth one uh yeah. Yep. This will be my this will be my third. So that's good though. I was I, never a Halloween well, fan. Four. I wasn't Fourth even interested. The original. I don't even think I was that interested in seeing Halloween, uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween in the theater when it came out. I thought it was cool, but that was like when I wasn't really into horror that as much as I, you know, eventually got. And then also, um, by the time it, I did want to see H two, I do remember specifically wanting to see H two, but just never got around to it. But yeah, I never liked Halloween growing up. I liked Halloween three. That's crazy. Not the <laughs> I was man. I, I'll admit, man, I was really jacked to see the Halloween remake because when I found out that Zombie was doing it and shit, and you know, coming coming off of House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, I was like, this is gonna fucking kick ass. You know, I was I was jacked, man. I, I remember watching Halloween two in the theater. Yep, I fell asleep. And I'll never forget it, man. So after you know the awesome first 25 minutes when it's revealed it's like a a dream you could hear the fucking groans like everybody had the same mentality like really that didn't even happen fuck so i'm not the only one that doesn't like that you fucking fell asleep no i'm still here i'm not derek no you said you fell asleep in the theater Oh no! I I for I the only movie I fell asleep in is The Hills Have Eyes Two, not Halloween Two. 
Dude, I fall asleep all the time. Like, I just fell asleep in The Exorcist. Who the fuck falls asleep in the theater? It's crazy. Me. I had like three hours of sleep, man. I, working these back-to-backs kill me. <laughs> I just nodded off. I woke back up. I mean, there's been times where my eyes have been getting heavy and shit, but I've never like dozed off and fell asleep. Well, I always get, I don't, uh, it's, it's not like I fall asleep and stay sleeping. That's never happened. It's just like where your eyes get heavy and you're like, you close them for a second and you're like, oh, and then you wake up and then you're like, oh, I got to sit up. Um, but yeah, the, the most that I ever fell like slept, like through a, like a regular movie was alien covenant. Like I literally probably nodded off for like 10 minutes during that one. Oh dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was struggling with that one too. <laughs> yeah. Ah, fuck. Oh, but yes, Halloween in a week. I'm pretty excited, actually. I'm pretty excited to yeah. see what they do with this. Pretty excited, yep. All right, let's get out of here, boys. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 143 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. So if you want to follow the man Moods himself, you can do so at youtube.com slash moods616. If you want to follow JP over on his channel... Please do, but you'll still see the same reviews that he does on this show on his channel during the 31 Days of Horror. YouTube.com slash DoubleShotJ. And you won't see anything on my channel, YouTube.com slash NESRuler22. If you have any questions, you can leave us a question at our email at the 22ShotsOfMoodsAndHorror at gmail.com. It's 22ShotsOfMoodsAndHorror at gmail.com. Leave us any messages you have at voicemail at 724-426-6665. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 22shotspodcast. And it's the same for our Patreon, patreon.com slash 22shotspodcast. And please pay so I can get the sand sucked out of my vagina. And as always, join us on Facebook, facebook.com. Search for our 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. And that shall do it, everybody, for episode 143 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. We'll be back next week with, yes, the Halloween newly released Blumhouse film finally so I think we have another lengthy conversation coming for our part three yeah. of our Halloween saga most likely we're gonna do a non-spoiler review and then come back with spoilers after if you guys are cool with that yeah after Jeremy's little rant here at the end that no one listens to we'll get to spoilers <laughs> yeah <sighs> Uh, Jeremy, all right. Jeremy hates me today. I'm being so mean to him. <laughs> Peace out.